We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Week 10 Picks Against the Spread. No more Survivor Picks because that is finished for all of us and what I'm assuming is all of you out there now after just the fire that was Week 9 in terms of big money line dog upsets and probably the top three teams that you may have picked in Survivor are they lost so you're probably out now too join the rest of us on the out if you're still in you're probably in line for the big money at this point free money teasers a cuss corner mini want to remind everyone to smash the like button for the episode subscribe to mayo media network and join the newsletter that is down in the description where you can always access this show a night early on tuesday evenings you'll get that email directly to you if you are subscribed to the free mayo media newsletter the pat mayo experience DraftKings league DraftKings listeners league link also down in the description and in the comment section always just time code the show for your favorite stuff of the entire year jeff feinberg whose phone i think is going off right now as i hear it in my ear your chargers me. put me through a real sweat last week man i don't know how you do that every single week yeah i don't i don't know that was a weird one we we, we are really deficient in a way that will make every game a sweat and that is the run defense but there's a whole part of the show for us to talk about the chargers it was a weird week overall it was a weird spread in that charger game remind me a lot of the week one game that they went one on the road where they also were tied and it was six seven minutes left in the game and they won the game and the opponent never touched the ball uh again and it was nice to see herbert do a mike white impression or like a poor man's (laughs) mike white you know Uh, because no one's as good as mike white and no one could be as lucky to have Mike White. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, crazy week. Happy the Chargers didn't get caught up in it, even though they did they did their best. 
The coin is in the studio with me. Paul is on the other side of the wall producing the show. So shout out to him as he has a rivalry game coming up this week with Tim Undercust. Tim Undercust. That is not my name. You sure? I am 100% sure. Are you? I'm feeling pretty good. Are you? Are you able to walk yet? It. I am still very ginger. My quadriceps are still very sore, but that's the hashtag lift life way. Uh, in fact, today my chest, as I worked out chest yesterday pretty intensely, and triceps, which are for people who don't know, those are the muscles sort of behind oh your God. arm. Like, I know you know, but not everybody knows. You, you, th- you really think that people out- out. I'm a slob. I know where the triceps are, man. Anyway. Oh, hold point on. Being, point being, stop. Let's go right here. Jeff, Tim came after his leg day workout. He came and, you know, Tim is like an expert on all this stuff now because he's been working out for Hardly. 10 days. Uh, so no, yeah, he, Tim's so he, an expert at everything the moment he likes it for three minutes. We've learned that over the years. So he comes in and he tells us, like he's regaling us with all, you know, physiological information, like the fact that, did you know that your legs are stronger than your arms? Fun fact, Tim quote from Sunday. Like, <sighs> like no one in the world knew that before Tim told us. I didn't know that my legs were stronger than my arms. How do you can, not know that? I just didn't, okay? I'm not one of these people who, who quote unquote, lifts with their legs uh, when I was younger. <laughs> I, I never really understood what that even meant, so I never did that. But I just didn't appreciate like how many more plates I can go ahead and fire on the machines or, or use the weighted squats with than I can like with a bench press. Okay. You also, also, you need to get out of the habit of calling them weighted squats. They are just fucking squats, but you can do squats without weight. Sure. You can. That is absolutely true. Adding weight doesn't make them weighted squats. They are still just squats. Okay. Well, squats with weight then whatever, however you want to just say fucking Uh, squats. Okay, fine squats now where was we were going with this oh right leg day or legs first if there is a definitive ranking of the best days to work out leg day is definitely number one that's there's not, a gap between not true. You, still, you still can't walk yeah but it's a good pain and i know it's it's leading to something and i intend to be able to squat a lot of weight and uh anyway i'm loving it but now my entire body is sore today so i'm walking like lurch from the adams family uh, very, very stiff, but that's okay. Uh, I'm feeling good. This hashtag lift life is going well. Uh, Jeff, he was not able to do uh, our our Sunday sprints, so he goes with different people to the gym. He comes and does cardio with me because I love to do cardio on Sunday mornings before football. Try to burn off like six, seven hundred cows before I go gouge myself with having some beer, having some chicken wings. You know, I don't want to feel too crappy throughout the course of the day. And then uh, he told us he was doing leg day on Saturday with our friend who's like a mutant um, who you know, is just basically a semi-pro bodybuilder. And I was He's excellent. And, excellent. Well, yeah, but then you thought you thought that you were going to be able to come run with me the next day. We all told you that would not be the case. You're like, no, 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 no. What do you know? Turns out we all knew, didn't we? Well, I didn't quite say, what do you know? I just said, I didn't quite feel as sore right afterwards as i was going to feel and i so i guess i didn't i just didn't appreciate just how sore i'd be after leg and still be after leg day because i had drank the protein shakes afterwards and kind of hoped that would flush the lactic acid out of my muscles but that didn't happen yes. look I, I got a lot to learn i got a lot to learn 
Well, we were we asked you earlier. We're going to be at the point where we're like so far along here where this it's not even funny anymore, I guess. But we're all kind of also expecting Tim to give up on it, which will live, which will lead to these times, you know, historically being even funnier. But I don't know, man, whatever. Yeah, well, you know what? If you started to lift, Jeff, you'd feel differently. I'm sure. And if you didn't, did you, and if you won, spent some money on some Mike White and Zach Wilson rookies instead of wasting it all on McDonald's where you won nothing, you'd feel more fulfilled also. Probably, although I enjoyed that contest and I had a lot of fun with that contest, even though I didn't win the big prizes, uh, you know, gave me something to do for a month, which I don't know, that's pretty gratifying. (laughs) Gave you something. Well, like it gave me a purpose. Like it gave me like a reason to get up in the morning to, to go get my stickers or hunt for new ones. That Honestly, was, that, li- that sounds so freaking depressing. Thank God you found this lift passion to carry you through the dark times of of needing McDonald's contest to get up in the morning to feel to feel. Uh, listen, I'm pathetic myself, but that that seems pretty nut low. So I'm again happy for you that you have found this healthy um this healthy hobby that like fires off the endorphins yeah you're gonna be high t tim soon i i guess so yeah now that you're generating now that i took you're generating testosterone you're generating testosterone for the first time in your life it's gonna be good we don't care about this anymore and We'll go to the recap of last week. Jeff and I were eight and six, bringing us, uh, we were tied going into the week. We're tied coming out of the week in the lead at 72 in 63 against the spread through nine weeks. Tim, you are an impressive four and 10. That drops you to last at 66 and 69. Coming off a bad week, a few bad weeks, the coin, 11 and three against the spread to get back above 500, 69 in 66, you're now three games back of the coin. Super lock, Tim picked the Jets, who did not cover. Uh, so he drops to so four close. and five. And Jeff and I both had, Jeff, your mighty chargers. You're now six and three. I'm eight and one on the super locks. It's like the only thing that I'm doing well this year is the super locks. Even when, on the Friday show, when we go through the three tiers of picks, I'm only good at the gold pick. The silver and bronze are just absolute trash. So hopefully I can keep this going throughout the course of the year because it is saving my gambling weeks that my biggest bet keeps winning. Yeah, that's that's sort of a good philosophy. When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Shut up. I, I I mean, I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, I think I know. But it was a weird like one of the weirdest weeks ever. And I don't really care to we're not here to recap it. But it did seem like there were so many situations league wide where either um, a team got rid of a malcontent in Beckham and Von Miller in many ways and played maybe their best football games of the year. And then that classic team, you know, losing a superstar in Murray and Derrick Henry and also playing absolutely um, fantastic. So those were the things that sort of really had my eye and what was a the weirdest week like I can recall ever maybe we don't want to say ever but in in quite some time with with their thrilling comeback win on monday night tim won his teaser 
last week, improving to three and seven, a five point five game, six point teaser, a victory for Tim. Now twelve and ninety one lifetime on his free money plays. So you're you're, you're digging what, yourself up on the year. Three and seven on the year. Oh yeah, three and seven. But like I've got a double coming in a couple of weeks. So, so that's two more losses. This is a good month. November is a good month. Uh, potentially, potentially so. November might be a really good month, but uh, as we were talking about before the show, you forgot that you had hit this teaser because the one you actually bet lost. Yes, that is correct. So, congratulations. The Jets covered the teaser? Yeah. they. The Jets Jets came, like, within an iota of covering the spreads. uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. That is right. If there was a a tipped ball that got intercepted at, like, the four-yard line of the Jets cover that game. Yeah. That's just the a right QB time. factory. It's the offense is starting to click. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it when we get into it. I, I don't want to play this game. Well, let's go to Thursday night football to kick things off. Baltimore is at Miami. Still unsure to as a game time decision for this well, game. Savage. Shut the fuck up while I'm going through this. Can you do that? <laughs> do you want to continue to say stuff or what? Do you want me to get to the games? You can get to the games. Thank you. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Baltimore and Miami. Tua is a game time decision for this game. Seven and a half is the line that the Baltimore is favored on the road. 46 and a half is currently the over under. All these lines are from DraftKingsSportsBook.com. This doesn't seem like enough points regardless of who's playing quarterback. We watched an awful lot of that Texans and Dolphins game on the weekend. Why? There are many reasons why. It was not an enjoyable experience whatsoever, but the run defense for the Dolphins is pretty good. That's about all you can say about them. They love turning the ball over. That's something they're big fans of. Jacoby Brissett likes throwing it into either the offensive lineman or the defensive lineman and just seeing where the ball goes. And as we saw from Miami on the weekend, sometimes it goes to the Dolphins. A lot of times it just goes to the other team. Obviously, Baltimore is rolling right now, but they didn't cover against Minnesota, Jeff. And is this going to be like a steamroll Ravens game or is this going to be the Ravens that we've seen now for basically the past month where they just dig themselves into this giant hole to start the games. You're like, what is going on? And then Lamar eventually leads them back and they win the game, but they don't necessarily cover the number. Which game do you see happening? I'm only going to bury Horowitz myself here. And I don't even know how bold of a statement was, but I did say that game was going to end on a kick. Like, I don't know which way it's going to be close. It's going to end on a kick. Uh, Justin Tucker did just that. A couple weeks ago, last week, to be exact, we had the Colts coming into this game and they were going up against that crazy Thursday nighter off an overtime. And the Jets, I mean, they covered versus the Jets, but that's a tough one. Like if Mike White plays, that was going to feel that was feeling really different. I don't know. Hold on, hold on. I I don't know about that because the Colts got up by like 35 points in that game. (laughs) Mike White wasn't playing for most of it. That's why. They had a guy that Josh Johnson play. Like, Mike White is crazy. But that first drive felt like, oh, my God, the magic man is back. And like I know Kurt that's going to allow Tim to He's feel, like, justified in all his Who insane takes. I, I just don't know. So, the, obviously, the, the Colts got that cover. That being said, you laid out the Ravens have really beaten the schnot historically out of bad teams. And as a matchup, This could be a bad one. Now, obviously, I have 
my own opinions and biases. And I made a point a couple weeks ago with, I thought Tua should never play there again. That being said, when Tua is not playing, the Dolphins to me are the least interesting team in the entire National Football League. Like, they are a, a, a pain to watch. And that involves staring at Carolina's drive charts, which I could get into later. But per PFF, guys, the Dolphins have given up um, 234 pressures this year. That's dead last in football, 234. Second last is Carolina at 187. There is a definitive gap between horrible and whatever's going on in Miami. That being said, they can't score points. They give up so much pressure, short week, better team. I think they'll just make the cover happen, like the short field late as opposed to Brissett or Tua backdooring it. Just give me the Ravens. I don't love it because it goes against all the OT things, and Ravens have been in every close game. But backdoor or or getting a free cover, I'm more confident I get the free cover out of Baltimore right now. I'm going to go Miami. I don't think I'm going to end up betting this game only because it feels like you could have made this line 13 and a half and people would still just randomly bet Baltimore that it seems somewhat suspicious that it's only seven and a half to me. That's my entire logic on it. That's why I don't really actually want to bet it, but I'll say Miami covers the seven and a half. They will be, they will weirdly be up like 17 to three in this game somehow and then blow it. That's my prediction for Thursday night. That makes sense. Dolphins first quarter bet. I can get behind that if you want. Yeah, there we are. Maybe Mac Hollins first touchdown again. He ended up scoring one. I should have bet the anytime instead of just the first touchdown. Now, Tim, you can talk now. Thanks for not cutting us off for two minutes. You're very welcome. I'll make it short and I will make it sweet. Baltimore is going to devour the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are a very bad match. The last several times these teams have played. I mean, Lamar's game in week one, was it last year or two years ago when he beat them by a million points? Uh, when these two teams played on a Thursday night a couple of years ago, the Ravens won by a million points. Uh, just, I don't know, the, the Dolphins just never seem to be a good matchup for Baltimore. I don't care that it's in Miami. I mean, who's going to that stadium in the middle of nowhere on a Thursday night to watch a two and seven Dolphins team? Nobody. Uh, and people aren't traveling from Baltimore to uh to to go to the dolphins game on a thursday night. it's going to be a very unattended game not that interesting yeah like ravens by like 25 or whatever give me baltimore <laughs> You're so... what the the coin is also taking baltimore so i'm on miami island here this is gonna be fun i hope Tua plays i hope he wins that'd be great yeah that'd be fun that i hope he plays the dolphins are the least interesting team right now without with two and not playing like there's nothing i care to watch on their roster except like gasecki well the texans the team that they played last week might actually hold that title there's still like more unknowns with the texans and it's like a rookie head coach i don't i don't know but yeah they're very similar like one could be one would be last the other would be second last like at least detroit I don't know. They're the most entertaining winless team and their coach is just its own little entertainment show. Uh, I'm not even talking about quality. I'm just talking like quality of team. Seeing the Dolphins as like an outsider two is not playing. Like I'm just so not interested. They're such a bore. They're such a bore. And not to say he's entertaining either, but 
Oh, what a weird. Sucks for them. I think Football season was crueler to them than, I guess, anybody based on expectations. Yeah, I mean, Super Bowl. That's what everyone was saying, according to Tim. No, but... there were some. Jeff will back me on that. There were people who no, were No, not the Super Bowl. But there was this, like, cloud of teams, Chargers, Bengals. You know, obviously, the, the Dolphins didn't have the quarterbacking, but everyone saw their roster is far more um, competitive and, and complete. They were supposed to be in this mix. To think that there's a... 12 13 team like separated by a game AFC right now and the dolphins aren't part of that like they're in the jacksonville houston jets jets element of the standings that's that's really a shocker that's that's a shocker i'm shocked by that i'm not even saying that to be mean you could like the dolphins you could hate the dolphins there's i i like the team i like the coach i'm i'm shocked by where they stand our good friends at Prize Picks have a super giveaway for Thursday night's game. If you go to prizepicks.com and use code MMNNFL, we have the link down in the description of the vid and podcast right now. Uh, you'll get a match deposit of up to $100. Like always, you deposit $100, you get another $100 for free. But if Lamar completes a pass or more on Thursday night, you just get another free $25 from Prize Picks if you play a Thursday night football entry. So I recommend that you go do that. Code MMNNFL at prizepicks.com here's a main event game for you we'll go to tim first on this one buffalo paul's buffalo bills at tim's new york jumbo jets underdogs by 13 at home game total 47 and a half tim are we getting magic mike back if he's healthy and it seems like he will be able to go i i think likely yes we're getting mike white here and as I, I sent that meme to you guys from Reddit earlier today, the question is really, is Buffalo a good enough team to lose to the Jets? Because the Jets only beat premium teams. <laughs> so if the Bills win, that means they're not a premium team. And if they lose, it kind of does mean that they are. Uh, but no, let, let, let's be serious here. I hate the fact that they beat Jacksonville last week. And I hate the fact that the Patriots uh, beat uh, the Panthers last week. Because now Buffalo no longer has any cushion to play with and have got to take this. There's no sleeping on this game. There's no taking this game unseriously. The Bills are up by a half game in the division, and the Patriots are playing the Browns, who now have a bunch of uh, coronavirus concerns and won't be likely at full strength. I, I think the Bills will be locked and loaded for bear in this game. And while I think Mike White can score points, then I, as I've been saying to on this podcast and to Paul, that the teams that can beat Buffalo are teams that can rough them up and punch them in the mouth and out physical them. And I, I just don't think the Jets can do that. I mean, they, they have given up 45 and 53 points in the last to two of the last three games. So while I think they can score points to make it competitive, I, I think the Bills are going to win this by, by 14 points, which is enough for them to cover the spread. I think it should be a high-scoring game, but I think Buffalo takes it seriously. I think they know how much they need to win this football game. They've got to start racking up uh, division wins. They've Played the Dolphins twice, but they still have two against the Pats, two against the Jets. This game is really critical for them, and I, I expect them to take care of business in Buffalo. Jeff, have you noticed that no matter who the Jets play at quarterback that isn't Zach Wilson, Zoomer Zach, as he is well known on this show, that the offense looks pretty good? I don't. Yeah, 
Sure. I mean, I noticed. Yeah, I mean, but by sure, like you noticed by like watching the game. Well, the, the Mike this White off- thing. This is, offense sucks. No, let's put in Mike White. Let's put in Josh Johnson. It is, they're great. I, I do. I will defend Zach by saying, you know, listen, feels through some nice balls last night as the game progressed. Certainly, I would say Zach Wilson still probably is two of the top four, maybe like the at least maybe even the top two best rookie throws on tape this year you you uh, you, you are basically what your what your analysis of sam darnold was is now just on repeat with zach wilson you realize that. <laughs> well no i'm yes but i've always that just shows that i'm going to be i'm like a lot of people i'll be right on quarterbacks i'll be wrong on quarterbacks my point being is he's still so raw and the ceiling plays are so good that, like, I'm not really wanting to throw shade. People can say all this stuff about me and Tua from last year. The ceiling plays were literally at a bare minimum, like one and a half for like eight starts. All these other quarterbacks, I've seen some great ceiling plays. That's what I'm here for um, when it comes to these guys so yeah but you're right i said the same things about darnold i also said the same things about allen like you know some guys you're going to be right about some you're going to be wrong about like no the ceiling is amazing you've got to wait this out some guys will get it and some guys will be horrible like sam darnold i am going to take the buffalo bills this is going to be like one of those games after they lost to Pittsburgh week one, you know, sometimes I don't know. They're not fully comfortable in their pretty girl status. Cause they're Buffalo and they get it. They got to knock themselves down a peg or two. And I don't know. That's frustrating. That's a really ugly loss for say my McDermott coach of the year bets. Like that's a really bad loss for that. Um, but I think they, even if it's close, they'll find the cover much like they did versus the dolphins a couple of weeks ago, like Mike white down multiple scores, not versus the Bengals. That'll just turn into a jets cover. I think it really, I mean, a, a bills cover. What, what's the chances that zoomer Zach ends up starting? Is that off the table, Tim? I wouldn't say it's off the table, but given that he is coming off an injury and he, the team has responded well the last couple of weeks and he could use the, uh, there's no point in putting him into a game until he's 100, 100% healthy. I think you need to see what you have in Mike White. I mean, this could be a very valuable trade chip. This could be a very valuable player uh, for the team as they try to stock the franchise going forward. So I would not expect Zach Wilson to play. I, I think if Mike White can play, I, I think that's what you need to do right now. Yeah. So Tim, we- <laughs> sorry, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just want to bring up like Tim's a monster and I'm lucky we started this podcast or I met Tim a couple years, two or three years after like the jets and chargers had some playoff games all versus where the chargers lost Uh, your ability to, to have confidence through like the most common sense no, this is not a good situation for your team. They're not going to win three games in a row against spreads where they're 10-point underdogs. Like, I'm watching the Chargers game. I always think they're going to lose. 
Like Pat seen me watch golf on a Thursday. I don't even do it. I don't even like following golf on Thursday. Like I just think the worst right away. Go ask Andy Lack. He watched the Charger game with me beside me in person a couple weeks ago. Like I'm not a positive person. Even when things can be like bright or, or like on the up and up, your ability to just like have these insane colored glasses and think things are fine and, and that you're capable of things you're totally in no world capable of is honestly remarkable. Well, I don't know how to respond other than I guess first to say thank you. And I, I'm trying to think there's an old Winston Churchill line about some people just being able to get knocked down over and over again and just willing to get up and face the future. Like that, I, that's who I, I am, I guess. I actually think that you're quoting Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to go like I also want to ask you why you think you're not soft. But the only reason I could think that you are not soft, like, because for all those things, like you have all these automatic disqualifiers that just make you soft because like a nightlight, but your ability to just say, say something that you believe in and take all the, like take 75 tweets of people insulting and bashing you and not like batting an eye at it. Like that's your hardest quality, but yeah, there's something why do you about being knocked down soft? on a why daily. Why do you think you're not? Like, no, sorry. What would make someone soft? I guess is what I'm trying to just ask. Or do you just look in the mirror and see a different person? Like I have a friend who, very much like me in in many ways, both a, even in appearance. But we would joke that like he would look in the mirror and see. Let's go back to like 1997. He would look in the mirror and see like Brian Urlacher looking back at him. You know what I mean? Not like this grimace looking fellow that's actually looking back at you in the mirror. So you, you see a guy that can run for 10 yards and defend a pass and fall from space and survive the Arctic. Like that's what you see when you look in the mirror. So obviously you can't see yourself as soft, right? No, I think I'm an incredibly tough person. I can take those slings and arrows and get knocked down over and over again and just keep on going. And it doesn't bother me. I, I have a stick to and I follow the convictions of my conscience wherever it leads me. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I, I think people who are so easily swayed by public opinion are soft. Oh, so that's one thing. Oh, main character <laughs> syndrome. There he is once again. No, that's not what I have. Everything just has to revolve around you. We even determined this on Sunday when we were watching the games. Everyone said it that we were sitting with. No. Just had, everything just had to wrap around to you. You see the entire world through the lens of you. We actually had a viewer compile a list of things you said were not soft last week, by the way. Uh, if you would I like, saw that. If you, if you would like to hear them. They were. <clears throat> so here's a list of things that aren't soft according to you. Delicate hands. Adult nightlight. Fear of driving in the snow, wearing latex gloves while eating chicken wings, an aversion to, quote, melty things, fear of forks scraping together and the sound that it makes, fear of step stools and stairs, fear of haunted houses, 
afternoon naps. I'm on board with that. Probably soft, but I do enjoy them. Fear of parking and busy stores. Fear of gas pumps. Fear of automatic car washing stations. Gloves for cold steering wheels and bruising very, very easily. Not soft, according to you, but you called Tua soft when he didn't play because his hand was broken. Hand was broken. He had a little micro fracture in his finger, but God forbid he play those games. Uh, look, none of those things make me soft. A person who is doesn't have his or her own mind and is easily swayed to just agree to whatever said that that's somebody who can be soft. So what you're saying is you're not a sheep. Well, I, I, I would say, no, I'm not. I mean, you're, you're a critical thinker. I am a critical thinker. Yes. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah. But the, the critical part is just detrimental to you when you're the critical thinker. That's the problem. If you say so, I'm not, bo- I'm not bothered by these things. Okay. So that's our soft update for Tim. Uh, I'm also going to take Buffalo. The coin is going with the Jets in this circumstance. Tampa Bay and Washington. Tampa coming off the bye week. Washington coming off the bye week. The Washington football team is a nine and a half point underdog at home. 51 is the over under. The football team is now one in seven against the spread at some point. This game was pretty close in the playoffs last year. Obviously, Washington hasn't been up to the same caliber. However, if you look at what Tampa was like uh, going into the bye week when they lost to the Saints, uh, they came back in that game, but Brady was pretty rattled getting on. And it's the one thing that we've kind of seen with Brady throughout the course of his career, that get him off of his favorite throwing spot, make him a little bit uncomfortable, jumping at his legs, creating that pressure. And he just looks like he'll give you the ball. It's, it happens like three or four times a year. Brady just looks completely out of sync with everyone. He did in that game against the Saints. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case this week against Washington, but the only thing that Washington does well is still, they still get to the passer. That they can do. <laughs> Everything else on the field, they seem to be an abject failure at. So if Brady just kind of lobs it up in the air, it's probably going to be a 60-yard touchdown. But I do think that Washington's the right type of team to bother Brady enough to... I don't want to say keep it close because I don't feel like this is a three-point game, but I do think that Washington can cover. Am I completely off base with this? No, I'll take Washington also. I'll take these points. I agree almost in most of what you said. Fully expect Tampa to win. Don't even expect it to be all that close or feel like, you know, the Tampa loss will be a, a sweat, but they can cause Brady trouble. The Bucks are off a bye, which... They're off a loss and off a bye, which leads me to want to make the pick on them. This is one of my least favorite games having to pick of the week. I'm just taking the the 10 points. But Washington, I don't know, uh, maybe because their division was so bad and more people were picking them to win their division than Miami, they could maybe be actually worse than Miami in terms of results versus uh, September expectations. But Give me Washington plus 10. Last time we saw them, it's a miracle they didn't cover versus the Packers. That cost me a lot, to be honest. Well, that's going to be fun when they get into the red zone eight times and come away with a three, a grand total of three points. I am going to take Washington as well. The coin has taken Washington. Tim, can you make it around to Washington? I will not. Give me the Buccaneers. I don't trust this Washington. Jeff says that Miami without Tua is the team he's least interested in watching the NFL. I think the Washington football team is the team I'm least interested in watching week in, week out. They're just 
there's nothing to them. They're boring. They don't have any flash. They do stupid things time after time when they get in the red zone, but without it being funny, like, there's just nothing to them. So no, I, I, I think Tampa who has themselves probably in pole position in the NFC as best <laughs> team now should, I think, take apart uh, this Washington team. So you think they're in pole position? You think they're in pole position in the NFC? I mean, the Cardinals have to be. They just won a game at a division rival on the road with a backup quarterback. Yeah, but they still have lots of games left in the NFC West, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get to play very soft teams coming down the stretch. So it's just a it's just a matter of uh, I think just the odds favor Tampa. Even though, of course, you're right, Arizona has eight wins uh, and one loss. Here's a scary stat. Every 10 seconds, someone becomes a victim of fraud or identity theft. What's worse, 23% of those people don't get their money back after the attack. If you think it could never happen to you, you could be their next target. Aura can help. Aura provides digital security protection to keep your online finances, personal information, and tech safe from online threats. It's all-in-one protection from identity theft, financial fraud, malware, scam sites, and so much more. With Aura, you'll get alerted to fraud and threats fast. Like if your online accounts or passwords were leaked online, or if someone tries to open a bank account in your name. Aura is easy to set up, and all plans come with $1 million in identity theft insurance to help recover your stolen funds. And experience U.S.-based customer support that's got your back. Aura is the new type of security service that protects all your online information and devices with one simple subscription. With an easy online dashboard and alerts sent straight to your phone, Aura keeps you in control and guides you through solving any issues. For a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners up to 40% off plans when you visit Aura.com slash Mayo. That's Aura.com slash Mayo to get a complete protection and savings of up to 40%. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash Mayo. Atlanta at Dallas. Dallas is favored by eight and a half in this game at home coming off a really brutal performance 55 or 54 and a half sorry is the over under in this game that was the first loss against the spread the Cowboys have had all season long we kind of talked about this on last week's show I think it's why we all took Denver's just no matter what you think I about, took Dallas you took Dallas ah well yeah. happens that teams just don't run the table against the spread it just it doesn't work out that way uh and they won and covered some games that they probably shouldn't have covered and eventually it kind of came back and they got steamrolled uh the issue with atlanta is i mean are the chargers in dallas far more similar jeff than maybe a lot of people think that if you can just run the ball you can make games real tight with them if you want to I haven't watched enough Dallas to know if they get if they get pistol whipped on first down every single play where like it's just a grind. I don't want to get into what watching them is like. It's it's just not enjoyable. And but yeah, I guess like Dallas, you're like, okay, you're gonna score, you're gonna take lots of time. Just give me the ball. I'm gonna score quickly and I hope I can win first down, and then maybe we can make a stop from that but sure i don't know i i trust dallas's ability to run the ball better i I don't know pat i guess i i don't know i'd hate to think there's another one like us out there though 
Uh, Atlanta has the seven seed right now in the NFC somehow, despite seemingly being terrible. Uh, but they just keep piling up some of these wins. There's a big win against New Orleans for them last week. Uh, A.G. Terrell is starting to look like a legitimate shutdown corner. I think Dallas's main problem, Tim, is that they're really beat up right now. Like, Dak didn't look like 100%. C.D. Lamb didn't look like he was running at 100%. Even Amari looked banged up. Maybe it looks like they're going to get Michael Gallup back this week. But, you know, on the offensive line, on the defensive line, they're just kind of banged up everywhere right now, but not so crippled that their guys aren't playing. They're, like, playing through injury. They just don't seem to be on the same page and looking as explosive as they did, like, six weeks ago. Yeah, no, I, I think that's all very well said. And I think the Falcons are the play here against the number, which, you know, I, I just don't mind getting over a touchdown here with the Falcons. It just seems like a smart play. They still have playmakers. They can score with uh, with Dallas if Dallas does put it up. Dallas looked out of sorts. Obviously, they had Cooper Rush uh, against Minnesota. So that's why they had trouble moving the ball with any uh, uh, efficacy. And then they just were completely uh, confused against Denver. Your point's well taken that they were injured. And I guess lucky for them, they're in a division where it doesn't really matter if they're not that good because they're significantly better than everybody else. But yeah, I, I think there's going to be a close-ish game. I would I would definitely take Dallas on the money line, but I'll take the Falcons against the spread. I'm actually going to go back to Dallas here. I think it's a nice get-right situation for them where maybe after another week they can be a little bit healthier. But you know, one of the main things that I always want to look at every single week is... Where can you attack Dallas the most? It is through the rushing game. Like like the Chargers, they're a bottom seven run defense. They're actually pretty comparable when it comes to being able to stop the run. And Denver really took advantage of that last week. Why? They have two really good running backs. They have a good running system. Atlanta doesn't. Atlanta has two running backs. One of them is actually a receiver, and the other one is Mike Davis. So that... The other one's on the pig farm. I can, They scored that many. I started a Davis prop. Like over, it was like 26 yards. I like that. They scored that many points. The guy's a pig. I, I say that like me and my buddies in our fantasy football. It's like if you don't have like one of like X running backs, we just call it like pig farming. It's like when you go no RB, you're pig farming. Yeah, you got a like, team of Cedric Benson's type shit. Yeah, it's like how Tim is starting Alex Collins as one of his running backs. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, like even you don't have to be like hey. out of shape running back to be like for me to make the pig farm joke. You just I, this guy is 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 horrible. Um, I'm with you, Pat. I didn't really flinch on this. It's kind of the same attitude I'm taking to that Bills cover. Am I betting them? I'm not sure, but I'm going to be consistent here and take good teams playing bad teams uh, off these embarrassing losses. There's the Dan Quinn factor, which I think, you know, if the you know, if they love their coach, they, they, we see this a lot that they'll rise. Even he's not the head coach, but he's a coordinator, but you know, they're, they're like mini teams. The defense is, um, they're like these locker rooms. They don't even know each other, but the defense works with the defense. And uh, that's a really stupid comment. I think they'll, they'll just make Atlanta's life harder in that respect. Yeah. I don't know. They could bully Atlanta, even not having a good run defense. Uh, Parsons and Pitts. That'll be a fun little thing to follow along, but. I, I'm just being, I'm just being consistent. Good teams, off embarrassing losses. Uh, I don't think I'll go zero and two with the Bills Cowboys calls. Tyron Smith's playing, right? I assume he's playing. Okay, good. 
pretty early in the week. I we don't even have injury reports yet, so I don't when we record this. So I don't want to make a statement and. So the biggest thing for me here, like I said, the run defense, I don't think Atlanta can fully take advantage of that on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Like when Dallas is playing defense, their pass rush is still pretty good. Atlanta can't block. That's still a real problem that they have. Maybe they've found some cohesion over the past few weeks, but on the whole, it hasn't been pretty good. So that's double advantage Dallas at the line of scrimmage. So that's just going to lead me to Dallas. Breaking news here off the... Oh, Cowboys game. Legatron was just placed on the COVID list, so they need to find a kicker for this game against the Falcons. Maybe that pressures them into going for two a bunch or going on fourth down, which probably actually helps them. It takes the decision-making out of Mike McCarthy's hands, which which could only be a good thing. Well, they went 0 for 2 early in that game. I mean, that game kind of got away from them. Is that gotta, They drove the ball early, and they just keep didn't convert. Got to keep doing it. Hey, listen, if the Chargers hadn't have tried to do it at the end of the game after they didn't get it twice early in the game, they wouldn't have been able to ice it. They would have had to rely on like a 47-yard field goal to try to win the game and give the ball back to the Eagles. Instead, they went for it. They got it. Oh, yeah. I'm just just saying the game just felt, had this weird early lopsided vibe um, to it. But Dallas was on at least early on their first couple possessions were moving the ball. And I agree, and I don't really understand. I saw it after the fact. the internet was like turning on Staley quickly in that game. I'm not really sure what he was doing differently in some of these geniuses opinions last week or this week that he wasn't doing previous, but I don't know. I guess a fickle bunch. Uh, If only they had that Monday press conference, then you could hear more about it. Don't even like, I I, honestly, I don't want to, I've had some, the thoughts I have had in my head, to get their attention. For some reason, the Chargers have stopped for the last couple of weeks posting the Monday presser. I was traveling last week, and sometimes I'm bad at technology, and I initially blame myself. Like, Feinberg, you're just stupid. It's out there. You're just too stupid to find it. Comes to my attention, while I might be stupid, it's literally not getting out there. The Monday presser. I want to hear everything. I love hearing everything. I've checked all the platforms, Twitter, YouTube, the app, even things I don't have platforms. Like maybe they're putting it there to get people to sign up. Uh, Every time Staley speaks, I like him more. I want to hear every word. I do enjoy the beat writers the team has. I think they ask good questions. They ask good questions, thoughtful questions. Questions that involve yesterday's game that they got a chance to sleep on. Questions that involve playing off responses that coach gave them yesterday in his post-game presser to sort of put his words against something. And he's so articulate and thoughtful with all his responses that it's truly a treat to watch. I don't know. Like, I might consider a hunger strike. Until I get that. <laughs> like, I need to go to extreme. That's how much I, I, I like them. Don't you have direct connections? Well, I'm going to flaunt that. I'm going to be like, don't make me take this to the highest level and embarrass a lazy POS <laughs> on your digital or um, PR team. Like, what is this? I like that you thought that, that. I I like that you thought that the Chargers 
were going to start if they had a, their own special platform or maybe that they were charging people to watch their press conferences, which yeah, no, I, which would have said. exactly what that, that would have too. one buyer in the world. No, I would pay if that's what they want. If they want donations, I would pay. That's a good 15, 20 minute, like great presser. And there's two or three beat reporters that I love that ask really good questions. So it's just good to hear. And I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I can get through anything. Like I save that for, for an annoying 30 minutes because it makes it that much faster hearing him speak. And no, I wasn't. If they want me to pay or donate, I would. My point was, I've looked like maybe there's Chargers TikTok. Like maybe they're posting them on platforms that I don't like have oh an account God. on, even yeah, that's, Facebook that's... or something. But Just no. remember this, folks, when it comes time to vote, who thought that the Chargers press conference would be on a TikTok feed that you'd have to pay for in between <laughs> no, people doing that? In between videos of people doing the floss and, uh, you know, what other else they're the doing. Floss. I didn't say that. Okay, and, so uh, I, I like how concerned the you are. Shake you, or whatever are, else they're doing on videos. Well, you're very concerned about at the Custody Awards this year trying to not win Most Insane. But Jeff is passionate about his team and he's looking to find these press conferences and he's exhausting every avenue. He can't just go into a grocery store and just ask people where the most obvious things are which would be what an insane person would do. Oh, that's yeah, what you do. Exactly. Or, 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 the, or he's not the same person that thought that olive oil had no calories in it. So dumb. This it guy. It seems like he's it should insane. Another part about it. I'm not the Jets. I don't live in New York. So there's not all this attention even when we're bad. But Tim, you want to talk about insane? We have our own like group, small little DM thing here. He's been, he's been flooding it with, Jets Reddit things. <laughs> Nobody cares. Like, I don't want to be on that level. So <laughs> that's so much more insane than anything I'm doing. Jets Reddit screen grabs? Like, what? <laughs> they make me laugh. Denzel Mims has COVID. He is out against the Bills, Tim. Oh, no. Mims was actually a pretty important player for the last couple of weeks, and that's it's very unfortunate. See that that is that I, is that, that is more that Chargers? is more insane than everything Jeff just said. Really, than thinking that the uh, Chargers coaches press conference would be on TikTok in between videos of the Harlem Shake and whatever no, else. That, that was awesome. just desperate times. Like I'm looking everywhere, and then when I'm going to make accusations, Tim, I want to make sure I've checked everywhere. So when I raise the concern, which I have. I oh, I can't people... find my keys. Maybe it's in the box with the Christmas ornaments. That's where I left it. Sure. That, that's essentially <laughs> what you're doing. Why? He went to he went to a video medium to try to find a video. I don't see why that's oh. so crazy. Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> fine. You know, no, that's perfectly reasonable that he was checking out the TikTok for a Chargers press post game uh, day after press conference. What do I know? No, perfectly sane, perfectly sane behavior. Okay, fine. Yeah, I rest my case. I, I, I'm sorry, buddy. You're marshmallow man soft. Oh, please, marshmallow man soft. You're the one who is begging <laughs> online, begging for a press conference to be made available to you. Damn, I don't know who to ask. I don't know <laughs> where to ask. You're making it like I'm asking someone where the milk is. 
in fairness, in fairness, it, if you type in Chargers TikTok into Google, the first thing that comes up, it just says, watch Los Angeles Chargers latest videos on at Chargers at TikTok. That seems pretty I reasonable. They have, I don't I don't doubt that they have a TikTok. I'm sure every NFL team does. And that's where you watch their videos. So I, I don't understand how that's such a leap for you. But, but TikTok is a medium for like 30 second vids. Not Honestly, honestly, minutes. if I could have only one presser a week, it would be the Monday. It would be the Monday. How many pressers are you watching? Everyone. My, there's, there's. God. What do you mean? You're not watching Salah speak? You're I'll giving watch, up 40 I'll points. Watch, I'll, wa- <laughs> I'll watch like a press conference hither and there, but I, I don't watch every single one and then have opinions on the Nate. You know the types of questions that the New York media asks? Like they're well, not actually funny. But I'm just saying my coach gives incredible. I, I watched horrible ones with McCoy. And Lynn, I just like to know. I want to know what they're saying. Okay. And, and 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 yeah. So there's Monday, there's Wednesday, there's Friday, and then there's post game. Post game is usually like eight or nine minutes. Monday is usually long because it 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 it's sort of a combo of post game with deeper thought. Um. So it's the best one. Wednesday is where we are like practice and. And, and things and maybe the next opponent and Friday's brief. It's a quick four or five minutes injury report update, one or two questions and, and we're out. So that's it. Yeah. That, yeah. So I don't know why I'm not getting Monday, but I get all the other ones. Tim is too busy. Instead of watching press conferences, trolling Jaguars, Reddit and dolphins, Reddit to see the misery of those people. That's what he's up to. Instead <laughs> of watching about his own team. <laughs> They have Coach Staley on Good Morning Football, but they don't have his press conference. Like, you should write the NFL Network a letter. No, the NFL Network has nothing to do with them. Don't worry, I have two beat reporters. They're, it's really annoying because I've now bugged two beat reporters who are going to ask the PR guy what's going on, and they're both going to be like separate on separate occasions. They're both going to be like this annoying guy's bugging me, so I'm going to ask him for you. Um, and, and we'll, we'll see, but now uh, everything they tweet any on any platform, I'm responding with a copy and paste question, begging them to, to remedy this. I don't want to have to let them know where my relationships lie though. That's like, that's mean. New Orleans at Tennessee, Tennessee is favored by three at home coming off a big win against the Rams on Sunday night. 44 and a half is the over-under in this game. This one is the only game that I have bet so far this week. I saw the line. I instantly bet it. I think it's going to be my super lock. I love the Saints in this game. I don't care. I would actually think it'd be better if Taysom Hill played quarterback for them this week because the Titans can't stop the run, and all the Saints can really do is stop the run. I am hearing rumblings that the Saints are actually working out running back, so there could be something wrong with Elvin Kamara. That's not great news when your best player would end up going down. But I think this is sort of a reaction to the Saints losing last week against the Falcons and a big like surprise upset win in primetime for the Titans. This game felt like more of a pick'em to me. I actually think that New Orleans might be the better team, although 
Tennessee just continues to slap me in the face with everything and beating every good team in football. I think the Saints catch them here. I think they're one of the more better designed teams to give Tennessee a lot of problems with how good they are both running the ball at stopping the run uh, and actually having a pretty good back end and being able to get to the passer because Tennessee's offensive line is not all that great. And it fits my theory of New Orleans not favored by more than three points in a game. Bet on New Orleans where they have come through every single time this season. Give me the Saints. I'm just piggybacking you. I've said too many words about a stupid press conference. I just agree with everything you said, especially how the spot just lines up perfectly um, for, for the saints matchup and spot advantages, overreaction advantages, saints, 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 saints. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It seems like a logical super lock pick as well, though. I don't think I'll be there. Tim lines way too short. Uh, the Titans have got to be the play here. The Titans have beaten the Bills, the Chiefs, the uh, the the Rams, the Colts. Like they have been playing great football. The Saints don't have their quarterback. The game's in Nashville. The New Orleans Saints going outdoors now when it's starting to get a little cooler uh, early. I, and like the Titans are only three or in DraftKings right now they're two and a half point uh, favorites. Like. I don't understand the line. It's too, I mean, if, if the only reason in my mind to take New Orleans is that the line does like it smells badly. I'm going to play the Titans. They, they've been playing good football and they, you know, there's a team that's not soft. There's a team that's taken a hit after hit and just keeps being resilient. And I expect them to be uh, continuing to be resilient. I, I like the Titans here quite a bit. You're going to make them your super lock. No, oh, no, no. I have another game that I particularly love for my super lock. I'm it, getting... it was a perfect storm for them last week, in my opinion, in so many regards. This might come out a way as diminishing them, but I picked them in many of those big victories. The Chiefs victory, the Bills victory. Um, Colts. The uh, I might not have picked them there. I was, duh, that was silly. But I mean, I they, I should, they, they were down like 17, nothing to start back. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that just, I don't know that last week's game just struck me in like a very NBA type situation where you see a superstar get hurt on a team. And then for the first game, a team like plays great. Like they play great. Everyone says you ain't shit without this guy at a conference game for the Rams. <laughs> who I, I don't even need to look at the schedule. Like I just assume the Rams have a big game on primetime, the following <laughs> week in division. Wait, 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 and, oh, wait, of course. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. What, what are you doing, Tim? Pardon me. I had a couple of sneezes. Those were sneezes. Yes. Pardon me. That, uh, <laughs> that was some sound. Oh, goodness. You okay it's now? Gonna I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, Jeff, sorry to cut you off there. I was, I thought well, there was. Oh, no... <laughs> must be dusty or something. I'm sorry. If this was a Seinfeld. This would turn into like. Um... Yeah, you have a set. Paul says you have a soft sounding sneeze. <laughs> it's like a very oh, feminine please. sneeze. No, I do not have a soft sounding <laughs> sneeze. Stop it. Stop it. Real men don't sneeze, Tim. That is not true. It's true. Facts. 
Oh, please. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Come on. This would have been a Seinfeld where someone would have handed you a tissue and said, here you go, madam. (laughs) (laughs) And then it would have turned into a whole thing. But the sneeze, it sounded soft. It was the sneeze. I thought it was a woman. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Let's bring back Seinfeld. Um, yeah, we're good. Oh, we're still talking about this game. Yeah, I don't know. No, we're the, good. We're good. Red. The Titans haven't lost since Doug the Pug showed up. So it's, they got that mad energy. That's true. That still has been un- The last time the Titans lost a football game was a hinge game against the Jets. Yeah, so you hope they don't lose again, win the Super Bowl, so you could take some credit. Yeah. Well, not, I'm going to take credit. Not only do we have the third pick, we beat the Super Bowl champions. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville is at Indy coming off a big win. Jacksonville, the better Josh Allen, as Tim was calling him all day, and he turned out to be the better Josh Allen on Jacksonville. There are 10-point dogs at Indianapolis. I don't like these 10 points. There's too many of these big spreads this week. I don't like this because you know that two or three of them are going to cover and the other ones are just going to be ridiculous. Are, are we? Do you think that Jacksonville is getting now too much credit on this spread after yes. what they did against Buffalo? Yes. Let's we're teasing them down. They're the first leg of a six and a half point tease. And I don't like, yeah, I mean, look, the Jags had their Super Bowl last week at home. They played great. A lot of things had to go their way. They still played poorly. They missed three consecutive field goals at one point. It just <laughs> on one drive. The they missed three field goals on one drive. Yeah. yeah that's pretty ridiculous. It, it took the better, it took what it took was the better Josh Allen to, uh, to, to ruin the game in order for Jacksonville to win. Otherwise, like they could have, they could, they had every opportunity to lose. So yeah, that that's like a ceiling game for Jacksonville and they scored nine points. The Colts played uh, phenomenally on Thursday offensively and they're coming off a mini buy and the game is at home and I like them quite a bit and uh, let's play the Colts. Yeah, I just don't see how Jacksonville stops Jonathan Taylor in this game. I'll take Indy minus 10. Jeff? JTT? Just JT. No extra T. He's JT. He's JTTD. Right. Colts, extra time, really good coach, horrible coach. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I hate, like, not zigzagging on any of these big spreads, and there's more to come, but I do feel like I'll have a dog in the next early game big number just give me the colts uh jacksonville i don't know like the bills between how they played versus miami and jacksonville i don't know they're just kind of sleepwalking jacksonville should have trained them every time i was looking at that game they were on plus territory scoring no points give me the give me the colts well, maybe it's like it's like after you have a good lay, like you if you have a good glow to you afterwards, like you feel you, know, you feel good about yourself. Maybe that's what Urban Meyer yeah, brought like back Dallas, to the Jets. Dallas, yeah, but, 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 but with the backup. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, but I'm saying that like maybe that's what actually happened to Urban Meyer. He had the good lay. He came back to the team. Was like, here we go, game on, rest of the season. Oh, I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's with a lot of the pundits though are starting to uh, Trevor Lawrence is starting to take criticism that only Tim Anderson was willing to dish out. A couple yeah. How about ago. that? How about this guy? Isn't John Elway? How about that? How about some of us knew that he had some flaws that you knew 
I, well, look, I was the only person on here. And again, you want to talk about somebody who stood on Twitter and took a barrage of hate tweets from people when I kept saying over and over again, that I just don't see the all time specialness that some people, you know, deigned to give uh, Trevor Lawrence. And uh, you know what? Through a half of a season, I look more right than I'm wrong. And uh, I'm what, here to what, what collect about, my credit. What about that time, the one week when the Jets had the first pick last year before losing it, when all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence became the best quarterback who's ever come out of college, according to you? I sounds like, I don't think I said that. You did? All. What you I think did. I did was start to play the good soldier, thinking that that's where things were going to go. And, you know, you know, you got you to gotta support the team, even when they're doing things that you don't particularly like with the, with the roster. Oh, I, I see how that works then. Yeah. It wouldn't change your opinion based on who got drafted where now, would it? Detroit no, it at, wouldn't. shut up, Detroit at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's an eight-point favorite at home, coming off the Monday night game where they almost lost somehow. 42 is the over. I mean, they should have lost on Monday night, but they, they won. They're now they're eight-point favorites against Detroit coming off the bye. I think a lot of people will want to take the Lions here plus eight. I am not buying that for a second. I don't know how Detroit creates offense against this team. At least Fields was able to like run around. Fields actually looked really good on Monday night in the second half. The goof doesn't have that in him. Give me the Steelers minus eight. Ah, I'm with you. And we're teasing the Steelers down. Uh, they're the second part of the tease. I think this line is way too short. Why in heaven's name in D uh, Pittsburgh is Detroit only a point and a half longer odds than Chicago? That makes absolutely no sense. The line value is with the Steelers here. That's the way to play it. Jeff? I'm one of these people. Uh, like, I guess you're right, Pat. And I'm such a mark. Like, they could have probably made this line seven or something. And I would still... Lean Detroit. We record that. Like I'm so clouded by how bad Pittsburgh won in victory. Um, not many hours ago. I, I, I'm taking the lines and I don't think I've, I haven't taken the bait on the lions all year, all year. And I don't even think I'm taking the bait on the lions this time. I am just like, Everyone you are fading, essentially, Pat, who's like, ah, like, we just want to, like, we're just angry that Pittsburgh won. Not that I care. I covered on a, on a bet I made last night with Chicago. I didn't bet them to win. They covered the spread. They did all I needed them to. But it was just such an unimpressive situation of events on Monday night that are so fresh in everyone's in mind. So you and Tim make great points about how it's probably crazy and how the line comparison to Chicago and Detroit is, is laughable in and of itself. I'm taking Dan Campbell off a of bye. I don't know how many raw raws can still work. You haven't won a game. There's so many times you can kick the door down and show nothing. I feel like there's one left and it's out of the bye. Let's let's raw do this. I don't know. Bite ankles, hire Mac Jones, whatever it works. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, some coaches spend the bye week prepping for their next opponent. Dan Campbell is probably with Cost at the gym doing leg day, trying to get real swole. That's a, just what I envision Dan Campbell is up to in these scenarios. Like Pittsburgh's not a good team, but they kind of do everything better than the Lions do. Like you, you want to take advantage of the Steelers, just throw mid-range to deep passes against them. Once the Bears figured that out, they were good to go, and they started moving the ball. I just don't think Detroit can do that. The Bears were getting 
when they were getting pressure, they had the they had the Steelers where they wanted them because Ben can't really evade can't do anything. And no, it he looks can't do like- so a team that can get to to the uh, get through the Steelers' offensive line will dominate them. But Detroit doesn't have that ability. Ben loaded up and put everything he had into a throw and it went like 39 yards. Hey, it was, it was, it it was, it was complete though. (laughs) Yes, it was. And credit, credit to uh, him. I'll honestly just say in much the same way I, I had to, I put, I liked Chicago yesterday. I am not laying more than a touchdown versus Pittsburgh, maybe against you'd say anybody. I don't know, a little more confidence in Detroit than, say, Houston. Um, but there are very few teams in the league that I would that I would take Pittsburgh minus over a touchdown, and I guess Detroit isn't one of them for me. Give me Detroit. I, I completely see where you're saying. I think these teams are probably a lot closer than eight points if you just look at the quality of the team and the upside of the team. But I mean, the big factor here is that Pittsburgh does have a good defense as long as we're not talking about the secondary. And I just don't think that the lions can do anything about that. So it's going to be really hard for them to manufacture points. I think maybe Pittsburgh won't score any points. This feels like a 20 to 10 type game. The chargers play Pittsburgh next week where on Sunday night football, where, in LA, but oh, it'll feel like Pittsburgh. Love, I love the Chargers in that game. Anyway, you know when you're searching online for that stuff that uh, you don't want others knowing about? Well, I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not actually hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why... Even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your service provider is. ISPs in the United States can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure services so your ISP can't see the sites that you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background, and it's so easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash mayo, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash mayo, expressvpn.com slash mayo to learn more because I need to tell you about a brand new HeadGum podcast called The History of Heat presented by StockX. The hilarious Yasser and Isaiah Lester are brothers and comedic writers who love everything that's considered heat. If you're wondering what heat is, well, heat is what's cool, whether it's sneakers, art, skate decks, streetwear, or even video games. Every episode, Yasser and Isaiah are joined by guests like Langston Kerman, Vashti Kola, Steve Barrett, to name a few, to discuss and share never-before- 
heard stories about some of the most hype and influential brands. We'll talk about everything from Nike to Marvel to Supreme to Crocs and Travis Scott collabs. Powered by real-time data and insights from StockX, the global marketplace for authentic current culture products, History of Heat dissects the past, present, and future of all things heat. If you're a fan of our show, be on the lookout for their episode on Nostalgia, which takes a step back into Yasser and Isaiah's favorite sneakers from the past and how re-releases have influenced our lives today, featuring comedian Langston Kerman. So, subscribe to the History of Heat podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and be on the lookout for new episodes every Thursday. Next game. This might be, like... Weirdly, the game of the morning, Cleveland at New England, like this has real it implications is. in the AFC. The Patriots are oh, totally is the it's totally the game of the morning. Other than Bill, this, this is the fucking third time you've stepped on my intro. You realize that, right? I am an idiot. Can you just make a note to yourself to just let me read the lines in the total before you interrupt me? Like, can you put it next to your act sane note that you have? Yes, I'm writing clicks mute every time you start a new game. And remember, unmute when you have to start talking, because I know that yes. you'll forget to do that. No, I won't. Are you sure? Because you didn't mute yourself when you were sneezing like a real soft person. I, I should have muted. We're not soft. Stop that. People sneeze the way they sneeze. <laughs> no. Soft. Imagine. Browns and Patriots. The Patriots are favored by a point and a half at home in this game. 45 and a half is the over under got dirty, dirty Mac Jones. I mean, it's going to be tough if miles Garrett gets anywhere near him. Twisted ankle. He's fucking Ken Shamrock out there on the field. I don't know what to do with Nick Chubb. It looks like he's going to be out in this game. Uh, he's been placed on the COVID list early in the week. No idea if he's going to play. I would bet that he doesn't play because we've rarely seen anyone. I guess Saquon would have been the only guy last week who tested positive, then had the double negative, and he would have been able to play, but he was too injured to play anyway. So I guess it didn't even really matter. So Chubb could play. Chubb might not play. I don't think that's the biggest killer for them. Dearness Johnson looked good enough in the game. I, I, I feel like the Browns are the... F- much superior team, but I just feel like Belichick is going to make Baker's life a fucking living hell in this spot. And now I don't know what to do, Jeff. Were you listening to me? I was, yes. Are you <laughs> sure? Yeah, I didn't know whether it was my turn. I didn't want to interrupt anybody. You yelled at Tim, he but finished I finished felt- the sentence by saying, what do you think, Jeff? Oh, then I don't know. That might have cut off. Oh, I didn't yeah, want to oh yeah, cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't want to interrupt anybody. Yeah, the, the the Browns are the more talented team, but the Patriots have just been beating more talented teams forever. And again, another game where the Charger game could have had a, a lopsided score like the Carolina game, although probably not. Carolina can't move the football. They're, they're, they're abhorrent if you stare at their drive charts in like some of their games this year, but the charger game felt like an 18 point loss or whatever that was. Uh, although it was a three point loss and they can make their life a living hell, but it does feel like the Browns are some of the ingredients to counteract that and do a lot of the same corny things, but with a better roster 
And by that, I mean, you just watch the Patriots. It's a, it's again, Brady's first four years in the league, like everything about it. Amazing schematic defense that just confuses quarterbacks and a coaching advantage on defense. And then an offense that they just look like it's just this, just nibble. They'll just nibble you to death and use all three downs effectively. I don't know. Guys are running open when they do drop back to pass. I'm going to take the Browns, but I feel like it's wrong. I'm going to take the Browns as well. Do you know by pro football focus, the Browns are the second best team in football? Well, they have played some impressive games. I mean, and even in their losses, like they lost the Chargers by five. They lost the Chiefs by what, three or four. Uh, They lost to the Bengals early in the year. Close. Like Steelers are five and four. You know, yeah, Steelers are five and four. Like the 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 Browns beat the Vikings, who, yeah, the Vikings are three and five, but they're a better team than the record shows. So I I can see that. That being said, there's no doubt in my mind that the New England Patriots are the play in this game. No doubt. Uh, I I love 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 New England in this spot. Uh, they they are out, almost out of tough games going down the stretch to fight Buffalo for a playoff spot. And for a division other than playing each other twice. And this is one of them. And I expect Belichick to have this team locked and loaded and ready to take apart, as you said, to make Baker Mayfield's life a living hell. And I mean, they're not going to be healthy at running back. The receivers are not the type of receivers. I expect to take advantage of the Patriots secondary. The Patriots can get pressure and they can also score uh, as we've seen this year. The Patriots are quietly and no one wants to admit it, but they're, in an AFC, which is incredibly in flux, the Patriots are every bit as every bit as good as anybody else. As much as it pains me to say that, and uh, so we we have to take the Patriots here. Yeah, the Patriots are just getting by by being slightly above average at everything. They're one of the most balanced teams right now. I mean, their run defense isn't very good, but like we mentioned, I'm- Chubb's probably not going to play. Although I do think that the Browns will still be able to run the ball. That. I mean, they're just, they're a very good schematic running team that they're kind of able to run the ball with. Like losing Nick Chubb, as we saw in that Denver game, maybe not be that big of a deal. So you have a couple things at work here. You have no Chubb. So I think the spread is going to eventually, like I'm going to bet the Browns sometime this week, but I'm not going to bet them at plus one and a half. I'll catch them at plus two and a half later in the week or bet the money line or something like that when it's a little bit juicier. Um, And like I said, the, Pro football focuses the Browns rated as the number two team in football. The Patriots are number seven. They're also very good. Uh, they're ranked ahead of the Bills right now. And you know, other teams that you might consider to be very, like the Titans are number 10. The Patriots are number seven. But here's the one thing that it kind of boils back down to is like quality of opponent that they beat. Like who have the Patriots wins come against? They beat the Chargers. That's a really good win. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the Texans and the Jets, the two worst teams in football and Carolina's like bottom five bottom 10 as well now like I, I just don't know if the one thing that Mayfield likely won't do is make some of the truly horrendous mistakes that Sam Darnold did last week and I think that the defense for the Browns is still good enough to give Mac Jones a ton of problems here this game feels like an under to me it feels like it's gonna be very slow although the Patriots could be without both Damian Harris and Stevenson in this game they both left last week with head injuries Johnny Smith might not play I think they're a bit more banged up then maybe they seem. And yes, there's no Chubb for 
the Browns, but we've seen them overcome that. And now there's no Odell causing problems for them. They get rid of Odell. Maybe that's the kickstart that they need to their season to start using Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz and Jarvis Landry and maybe getting Joku more involved. That I think these teams are kind of similar in a lot of ways with how they're constructed, both offensively and defensively. And I just actually trust Stefanski calling plays over Josh McDaniels right now because the Patriots' offense, well, like they put up points, but a lot of those defense influenced. I'm just not impressed with their offense whatsoever. Yeah. I saw Jones firsthand. It wasn't as accurate as I anticipated, despite I don't really have anything bad to say. And I'm dumb enough to say that they ran the ball. I want to say 39 carries for 137 yards versus the chargers. And I didn't think the chargers did that bad a job except when you can't like win on first down, it just sets up for that um, death by a thousand cuts. And I think the, the Browns can win on first down and, and make it, you know, a lot more difficult that, but, but you are right. It's more opponent based offensive attacks. Uh, I don't know. I don't love it. It's, it's the game of the morning. It's going to be a boring one, but it's going to be on the big screen. I think where I am, uh, I'm going to take the Browns. Yeah, so many of these games come down to just who has the better lines, and the Browns have the better offensive line and the better defensive line, and everything else kind of feels like a push, doesn't it, Tim? I mean, head coach, I'll take Belichick, but coordinators, I'd probably take the Broncos. Quarterback's probably a push at this point, isn't it? Uh, not when Mayfield is injured, no. I think Max probably slightly better. And it's in Foxborough. And don't underestimate what happens in Foxborough. The Patriots get every call. They just won three straight road games, didn't they? They sure did. They sure did. The Patriots are not a bad team. This game's in Foxborough. This is a Patriots team that took Dallas to the wire. They took Tampa to the wire. They're five and four, and they're better than the record indicates. Uh, They're every bit as good as the Browns. I I like the fact that the the line is as short as it is because it indicates – uh, that these two teams are close, even though the Vegas thinks that the Browns are better. I don't think they are. I, I really like what the Patriots have got cooking here. I think this is a very dangerous team and to be underestimated at your peril. What do you think ends up being the like popular side in this game, Jeff? Do you think that the public bets on the Browns or the Patriots? Cause if this feels like seeing the Patriots only at minus one and a half that the public is just going to be like, Oh my God. And when I say public, I just mean like your average guy who puts a hundred bucks on a game is just going to look at it and be like, oh my God, the Patriots don't even have to win by more than a field goal at home coming <laughs> off a win against Carolina. Like they're great Patriots. They're back. And then the Browns like it does, them. It does appear that the Browns win was clearly the win that resonated with people. Um, this was an advanced Patriots line of minus three. Last week's Westgate line was Patriots minus three. So people were really impressed, but I wasn't one of them. But a lot of the guys I were with lost money on that Bengal game. It was a very popular sort of in the moment, um, you know, bet with all the stank on the Browns from the Odell stuff to that horrible loss versus Pittsburgh. Um, You know, well, the Bengals are the cooler upstart, I guess, to many. I'm excited to watch this game, despite it probably going to be the most boring game of the 
morning slate. Like, this game just reeks of, hey, let's run the ball as much as possible. It's probably going to be cold and raining in Foxborough. It, it doesn't reek of super entertaining. What was the game, Tim, that these two played where it looked like the Browns were going to win and then something happened that was just completely moronic and the Browns blew it? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, I feel like there was a blocked punt or a uh, uh, something like that. Yeah, I do remember that game now that you mentioned it. I don't remember what it was. I think it was two like years ago. two years ago. And I don't think it ended up being close, but it seemed like the Browns had like a stranglehold on the game and they just gave up like two ridiculous touchdowns. I was like, oh God, they got blown out in this game. So maybe that stuff can just happen to them. You just have Patriots DNA versus Browns DNA. It's a revenge game for Belichick. You know, he always wants to beat the Brownies. But uh, yeah, here we are. So Cleveland for everyone except for Tim. We got a lot of those. There were me, Jeff, and the coin are on one side. Tim, you're on the other side. This could be your catch-up week or the week you get, or the week you just get put in the body bag where it's going to be pretty tough to come back from. But we are now at the midway point of the show, which means it's time for a mini version of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner, Cuss Corner. <laughs> I don't know that people are calling it that. People can search Cuss Corner on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts to get the Cuss Corner exclusive feed, which is nearing uh, being caught up to real time with Cuss Corner. But the first 22 episodes, full length, of Cuss Corner are up that now. And if you are listening to this show right now, video-wise, audio-wise, we need some more reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you don't even need to review it. Just go down and rate it five stars if you can. Be generous and leave a review. That would be awesome. But it takes like less than 30 seconds. We need to really boost this up. We're doing some ad sales. At least I'm doing some ad sales in about three weeks uh and those ratings and review really do help so if you if you have it in your heart maybe i'll do some giveaways for it uh, even if you do it this week you'll qualify for it but maybe we'll do that to really enhance those numbers uh, so i can get some bigger ad sales numbers but please rate and review on apple podcast and spotify that would help out a lot what did you want to talk it's about? november sweeps it's november sweeps for the podcast world well, it's, not. it's a thing. Well, it's not. November sweeps is actually when the shows air. I'm doing my next year ad sales now. That, that's, that's good enough. I'm going with it. All right. What do you got for Cuss Corner? Two things. The first thing is I am very concerned that the Bluetooth in my car has been jailbroken or hacked or something. Because when I turn my car on, my phone immediately tells me where i'm going to go and it doesn't know where i'm going i turn the car on on sunday afternoon and it knows it says in my driveway it is 13 minutes to the the address of uh, the, the the mayo studio or if i go get coffee on my break i turn the car on and it says you are eight minutes away from where i go get my coffee and like i'm getting very nervous like did, did, has my Bluetooth in my car been hacked? Like, well, how does it know? I, I'm freaked. I, how I, does it I, know where I, I'm going? I have, I have a list of questions for you. One, you still don't really seem to understand how, why, let's say I, I hacked your Bluetooth, but I'm pretty sure it's impossible. What would that do if I hacked your Bluetooth? Why do you so think- then you would know where I was going. But why would your Bluetooth tell you? Obviously your phone is telling you that. Yeah, but my phone never told me that before in my old car. It only told me it since I synced up my phone to the Bluetooth in my new car. 
It, so the did Bluetooth you, when, the when, when did you update your iOS? Because my phone uh, actually gives me push notifications now for this. I well. have no idea. I don't know. It does it on its own. I don't know. Yeah, so that's a part of the new features of the two turns ago iOS. I'm terrified. Well, it's How not, does it know where I'm going? Okay, well, How could it, it you only go Wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have more questions for Tim first before we give him the answer to this. Two, if someone hacked in to your Bluetooth, according to you, and you're the only person that knows where you're going, what would the hacker be telling it? You would be the only person who could hack it, right? I don't understand. Like, I thought these things are supposed to collect just the metadata, not you, the okay, personal. So, so, so sure. Do you know what metadata is? Yeah, it's like the aggregate of data. Do you have any idea what that means? Yeah, like it's like, a bundle of oh this is where people shop for strawberries and a bundle of oh this is where people listen to music or the types of songs that they listen to like it wasn't supposed to be individual how does it know if i turn the car on on sunday at one o'clock that i'm going to your place but if i turn the car on at one o'clock on tuesday it knows I'm going to get some EMMs. Like, how does it know that? How can it know that? It has to have been jailbroken or hacked or I don't know what. But but who, like but, but if it, if if, it, if, it, if, it, if according or oh, fishing, yeah, you can get fished for sure. That's going to happen to you at some point. We know this. But let's say let's say you let's go with your theory that it's been hacked. Who else besides you knows where you're going? Nobody. But yet they know. <laughs> so jeff, How old would, jeff they know? would you like to tell him or would do you think you should leave that to me because I, I know that you know i think you guys shouldn't even tell him what's going on <laughs> well what's going on is it knows what i'm gonna do before i even do it i almost felt like how can it so be this is, so how can this i how can sound? a third party oh, tell you tim, where you're tim, going? tim this right. might sound crazy yeah but the but today when I turned my car on and it said it was eight minutes to whatever place to get my coffee, I defiantly went in the opposite direction to go to a different place for coffee just to throw the, the hacker off the, off the trail. Because clearly that's what they're expecting from me. And I, I don't know why or how, but I'm getting very worried about this. Do you know who you sound like right now? I, you don't have, I, actually, I do know what, but it's actually happening to me. So can you tell the people, uh, the person, that I don't even need to, to, you know who you sound like. You can tell the people. Yeah, we used to have a university professor who believed that uh, the KGB and CSIS were tracking him. And so would take <laughs> a different route home from the office every day. or uh, So as to not be tracked by, you know, whatever secret agent from, uh, from the Soviet Union was after him. But like, I'm obviously being tracked because they know that I'm going to certain places at certain times of the day, I turned my phone on, or sorry, I turned the car on yesterday. It knew I was going to the gym to lift. Like, how does it know that? How can it know? So here's the thing. I'll tell you, but you have to promise not to be shocked. Do you know who is tracking you? I I, I assume it... It's I, you! Actually, have no You're the person who's tracking you, you moron. You go to the same fucking not... place. You go to the same places at the same time every single day. You have the GPS turned on on your phone, and it's sending you a reminder to be helpful to you because you always go to the same places. 
well, why would that be helpful? Oh, do I need instructions on how to get to Tim Hortons from my house? I could do it blindfolded. I don't need that help. Well, it actually tells you the traffic report, too, if you actually listened to it and opened it. No, I immediately try to close it and block it because I'm afraid that I'm being, like, jailbroken. You're not. You are just the most predictable person on Earth. For example, my phone tells me at 8 o'clock every morning when I walk out to my car, the traffic report between me and where I drop my kids off to go to school. Because I do the same thing every single weekday at the same time. See, now that's why I would shake up the route so as to throw them off the scent. Who are you? You're throwing yourself off the scent, you idiot. No, I don't want just, the just, trackers. Okay, then turn off GPS on your phone. Make it easy. But I need the GPS. Oh, do you now? It doesn't sound like you want their help at all. Why do you need it? Well, there are places that I go outside of my comfort zone where so I just need to turn go it on. on when you go to those places. I don't know. How, look, look, I don't know how to do that. OK, I don't know. How are you happy? You are bringing a, you are bringing a tracking device with you everywhere that you're allowing to track you by having it on and using the GPS and then going mental and not realizing that you're the one who's doing this to yourself. But I didn't think they were tracking my individual movements. I thought they were just having an aggregation who, of when you say, data when, when you say to sell who, that. Who who do you think is tracking you? Apple. No, your phone is tracking you that you're bringing with you in order to be helpful. Well, my phone is my phone is an Apple, so it is Apple who's tracking me then. Sure, and they sell that data to what, big companies. What? Why are they selling the data? To other companies. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure that they're selling that data of where you're yeah, going twenty four seven? They must be selling it to ab so, so that advertisements can be sent out that people who go to these certain places would be interested in knowing about, you know, certain deals or sales so that they would spend their money there. I, I assume that's what this was all about. Well, I mean, that would be actually super genius. And I would much, I, I would really enjoy that. I never understand why people get so upset about targeting ads. I love targeted ads. It just shows me ads for things that I actually want instead of things that I don't want. I'll buy stuff off Instagram. I don't care about that. It's great. I've got some great, sure. I've got, you saw my, like, you saw my fresh jacket the other night. Got that off it's Instagram. A, it's, it's That's nice. Very... I have, I have no idea if they're selling your GPS location or not to anyone. I don't think that they are, but it's supposed to be helpful to you. You just don't want to accept the robot's help. No, I'm freaked. I'm absolutely, totally. And that doesn't make me soft, by the way. That you're that afraid, I get scared of, afraid of your by phone? The yeah. Well, I'm afraid of what it's now doing. It never did that before. Now it's like predicting my movements. This is like AI. You're afraid of your shadow. You're mm -hmm. not, it's not that it's predicting your movements. I mean, I guess that it is, but maybe if you did... Things other than the four things you do throughout the course of the week that maybe it's maybe it's just telling you that you live a pretty predictable lifestyle, pal. Well, no more than the next person. I don't know about that. No, I would say that's probably wrong. Like it gets it gets mine wrong all the time. Like whenever I get into my car at a certain time of day, it just assumes I'm going to the daycare. I'm not always going to the daycare. It's wrong. But it's I can look at it and be like, oh, I know where that's telling me where to go. And no, this thing is right. Like work. almost because you never do time. anything else. Okay, but like, I'm scared. And you think you're not soft. Well, I just thought that somebody had like broken into the Bluetooth functionality of the phone, of the car, sorry. It was tracking my movements. You know when morons go online and they're like, man, I know 99% of people agree with this, but I saw this thing on YouTube that says this. That's who you're starting to sound like. 
no, I'm not sounding like that crazy person. I'm just saying I was freaked. And we've just explained to you that there's nothing to be freaked out about. So now you don't need to be freaked. That's still very discomforting. Then turn off your fucking GPS. I don't know how. Well, it's funny. You, you called Jeff a crazy person because he searched the internet to try to find a Chargers press conference. No, no. On every, oh, shut up. On every available video platform that there was because he put in the effort to try to find it. He couldn't find it. And then when he was going to go complain to people, at least he had exhausted his resources. If you just typed in, how do I turn off the fucking GPS on my goddamn iPhone? Do you think fucking Google would tell you genius? I don't know. Sounds like Google is against me these days. They're, they're conspiring with the, the the phones and the Bluetooths to track me. I don't know. But yes, you're right. Probably. So why don't you just go do that right now? I don't want to. Would you say you scare easily? Yes. I do scare easily. I'm very scared of change. Like I have been due for an update on my phone for almost two years. And I refuse to do it because I'm terrified of like losing all my contacts or like not backing things up correctly. And like, well, I know how to work this new phone. And like, what will happen to all my apps? And like, the last time I did it, I almost lost Twitter forever. And no, so like- you, no, That's not true. You changed your phone number. Well, yeah, but I also got a new phone the same day. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with you getting a new phone. If you just kept your number, everything would have been fine. Yes, I found out at that point, which I didn't know until two years ago, that your phone number is attached to a chip rather than the actual physical phone that you have. I didn't know that. I know it now. I'm aware of it now. I'm not a dummy, but I didn't know it then. <laughs> what? It's not, it's, it's, there's not, nothing weird about it. Like, it's like when you were younger, if you changed, if you moved houses, then you got a new phone number. Yeah, you got a new landline. You got a completely different number. Because yeah, you so a, you got a new you phone. A you got a new phone number. I thought that's how it went. No, because if you had gotten okay, let, let's say you had the old rotary phone in your house, and which you probably do because you're which you, we do, of course, which do. we do, of course you do. Let's say you <laughs> thirty five years ago you updated with the times and got like a cordless in your house. If you had just plugged that cord into the new phone, you would have kept the same number. It had nothing to yeah, do. Yeah, that's with, correct. No, that, that's it, it, has, it has nothing to do with the phone. No, but I just thought the cell phone is like the house in this analogy. At least that's where my brain was going. But I know that's not true now. I know there's a little tiny microchip that you a, slide a, in. A SIM card. I, SIM card, yes. A SIM card, yes. Yes, I, I know that now. Yeah, like I got grandfathered into a really good plan uh, when I lived in the States uh, that I just kind of keep updated. Right now it's like unlimited data. It's on a friend's package as well, so I can kind of leech off of it whenever I want. So I have an extra SIM card that I have with me that whenever I go to the States, I just pop in the new SIM card, and all of a sudden I have an American number, and I'm not charged, like, roaming and shit like that. Although, oh, well, yeah, but I have that, like, spend $5 a day and use your phone like normal package. Yeah, that's not even a thing anymore. You can just buy, like, worldwide data now. That's Yeah, that's... maybe. I haven't traveled internationally in quite a while. I'm not, I'm not much for traveling. Yes, well, we know that, and you're not much for looking things up that scare you. Well, it just, it, it, it perturbed me. 
to see that the car knew my mo- movement. The car doesn't I... know where you're going. It's all coming But it from only comes on when the car gets turned on. Because it knows you're leaving. Because you're going to your car. You've connected with the Bluetooth. Therefore, it's a, the signal from the car being like, oh, your phone's like, oh, yeah, you're traveling somewhere right now. Please, let me try to help you out to make this an easier drive for you. But you're like, well, how does no, it make it I'm turning. I'm going to get, you're like Michael Scott. You're like, no, I'm not listening. I'm going to drive straight into the lake. I'll show it. No, that's not what's going on. Oh, really? Does that not sound like what's going on? No, it's just weird to have some computer predict your movements when you're like, oh, I think I should go to Tim Hortons for a coffee. And like, I don't know that I do it every day, but, but like that's I get a thousand, you said. But it backs out like a thousand. Like it knows what I'm going to do before I'm going to do it. Crazy. But it doesn't know what you're doing before you're going to do it. You're walking out to your car knowing where you're going to go. And when you sit down, it's like, oh, yeah, that is where I'm going. Because you only go to three places. <laughs> I go to more than that. But, but still, it's just very. You just follow the pattern. Did you have something else? Because I saw that there are new episodes of Storage Wars starting tonight, which I'm going to be watching after this. And Barry is back on Storage Wars. So I did, but it's an evergreen thing. So really, so this is what I'm excited about. Uh, Barry was by far the best character on the show. And uh, I mean, we went through a stretch where we watched Storage Wars every single day uh, on television. And so I am very excited for new Storage Wars. If you had to guess, what year do you think that Storage Wars first debuted in? 2008? 2008. 2010 was the first year. It's been 14. Okay, so I wasn't too far off that. And you have your doppelganger on Storage Wars. You are you are the poor man's Renee <laughs> from Storage Wars. No, no, I'm not. I, I in that fact, that's when I we stopped. Paul, find a pitch, find a picture of Renee from Storage Wars, and you throw it up. That is Tim Andercast. That's when we stopped watching the show. Basically, when the core four left, I remember you told me a couple of months ago that that Brandy isn't married. Uh, to, to to what to Jared? I couldn't believe that. I thought they were married. Like they were like that was like, but they did. No, they have two kids together, but it was just sort of like an act for the show that they were still together because they wanted to stay on the show. <laughs> Barry was actually involved in a very serious bike accident uh, in oh, 2019. Why he left? I don't That's know. I, I mean, he's been gone for like five years from that show. I'm yeah, he's sure. been gone longer than that. But uh, he was in a very serious accident, so apparently he's doing much better now. I love Barry. Barry's great. Oh, col- Barry's the best. He's the collector. With those those gloves he doesn't and he, the best thing about barry is he doesn't really care what it's worth because like it's cool to him and like barry's got he's got that like rich guy persona which is really cool that it's like he's not one of these rich guys who's trying to maximize every single penny out of every single transaction and trying to plus ev everything no because he's, he's like that. because he's so rich that he no longer cares at this point that may be or he's just wealthy enough that he gets that like life is worth living and who cares if this that looks nothing like me. Are you that sure? You need to get a buxom babe wife like Renee. Maybe when you're the Jeff's rich man's Renee, you can get some babe wife. Jeff's not even paying attention. Jeff, are, yeah. Jeff, do you see this? Oh, I knew exactly. I don't even watch the show a ton. I knew exactly who you were talking about when you said things. A guy on the show looks like Tim. Looks nothing like me. <laughs> nothing like me. Is uh, are, are all are all the old guys back? Like is uh, is Hester back? And, I, I don't know. Uh, Hester. Hester's been back on the show. I don't know if I need to see any more. Yeah. I don't need to. I don't know if I need to see any more Daryl in my life and just everything's worth. That's a thirty dollar bill right there. Like it's funny. Yeah, there was something charming about Daryl. He brought that like good old boy country mystique to the show. Uh, whereas like 
you know, Hester brought the sort of hard-nosed uh, trader, hard-nosed sort of like shop owner who's out to, to squeeze every penny that he can in order to maximize his store. And like there's a role for that person. And then Brandy and Jared were sort of like the upstart uh, young couple trying to make their way in the storage war games. And like maybe one day could be uh, in, in Hester's spot. And then you had Daryl who was just, he had his store and he's, uh, he's smarter than he, you know, than he seems, but he's got that sort of good old boy approach and says silly stuff and has an eye for deals. And then there was just Barry who was, somewhat affluent and that looks nothing like me <laughs> nothing that's half you half randy from trailer park boys it that's quite like, that's, that's uh, quite the tan that guy's got going that's it looked like alex tan. jones after he took that pill that was supposed to make him look healthier he just got redder i mean you got alex jones vibes to you no i don't anyway storage wars was a perfect reality television show now Rick, i know because it, it was completely rigged <laughs> No, it wasn't completely rigged. It wasn't. Now, I remember reading that the auctioneer had had a heart attack. And I don't know whether he's still with us or whether he recovered or what. But I used to like those guys, too. The whole show was great. I loved that show. That show was peak TV. Like, the fact it didn't win, like, Emmys and stuff is outrageous. Because <laughs> it was really enjoyable, smart TV that, like, the whole it, family could enjoy. It, it, it wasn't, like, it, it, off-color. There wasn't a lot of profanity. It, 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 was, it, was, uh, it was completely off-color. All Jared ever talked about was trying to bone Brandy. That was their, like, no, entire bit. No, no, it was said. It was said in, like, a threes company way, where it was, like, funny and innuendo, and nothing was ever said that, you know, would be inappropriate to say. I I, I loved the show. I, 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 I'm I, delighted I, to hear some of that. I love the show too, but to say it's smart TV is ridiculous. It is something that you can throw on on the in the background and be like, what the hell did that guy just say? And just kind of keep watching it and or not watch oh, no. it. It can just be it's on fun. in the background. That's what kind of makes it a great show. I'm a big Renee fan. It's like why well, you're my friend. You remind me of Renee. Maybe that's the maybe that's the no, reason that we're such no, good friends. No, also, also they have no. I, they have Ivy who comes on who doesn't seem like he has a clue what he's doing. I like the yeah. characters on Storage Wars. I, I'm I, I'm out on all the characters that aren't the original characters. I don't know them. They're not a part of the show to me. Like when cousin Oliver joined the Brady Bunch, it's like I guess he was on the show, but like wasn't that important? I mean, Tim, did you ever watch Below Deck? Do I watch Below Deck? Did you yes, ever? I watch Below Deck. I love Below Deck. I, I don't I'm know, such like a Captain you... Sandy fan because it's a way better reality it's a great show, show than Storage Wars. It, it's a great show. Now, way better than Storage Wars. Let's be honest the quote-unquote yachts that they usually drive are a little underwhelming compared to real yachts. <laughs> yeah, but, they're not the yachts Jerry Jones wrecked. No, yet. right. Yeah, like if you went yeah, to the Monaco sure. Grand Prix and someone tied up that yacht in the marina. But I think they uh, like a yacht that. that's big enough to like get, like it's a yacht that's big enough where they can get a large cast of characters yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, it's fine. Because if you have the super yacht, then you're like the super, super yacht. There's only so few people who would actually be able to rent those in the first place. Yeah. No, and, you make it. You and, make you, a and, and, the, and the people who would be rich enough to rent the mega yachts wouldn't want to take a discount on a yacht to go on yes, TV yes. to be on a yacht, too. You know what I so mean? So it's like a big enough yacht where like people who are like wealthy and have means and maybe a level of disposable income but they're also like low enough grade where it's like perfect for them. Put it this well, way. Like, if eight of us, I, I, if I eight of us, if eight of us went in on it, I'm pretty sure we could get a below deck yacht. Let's do it. I think we could, but you know, I, I always kind of wanted to be a yachtsman. Oh my God. I thought I'd have been very good at be like, I could have worn the, 
the white blazer and the, the cap and the ascot and, you know, pulled the jib and said, draw here and draw there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think yachting would have been something I'd have been quite good. You're I, an I, expert I, at everything. We've been through. No, I'm not an expert, but I think I would have been a good yachtsman. And I have a passion for yachts in some ways. And so have you ever, have you ever been on a yacht? Yes. During the tall ships, there were yachts, actual yachts in port that I got to walk around. Now, the thing is though, what I take umbrage against is people who, you know, have, I wouldn't call them beaters, but like quote unquote boats that they call yachts. Let's be honest. Those aren't yachts. (laughs) Uh, They're nice little boats. I guess it's fine. Like they're not bathtubs. They're not like, dinghies or whatever but yeah they're not yachts like these things on below deck are nice i guess it's the mediterranean you think there'd be like really nice yachts and i'm sure there are it's an okay yacht like it's a serviceable yacht it's not the sort of yacht that like i don't know aristotle onassis would have owned (laughs) so we can rent the below deck yacht for a hundred and forty thousand dollars for a week I'm not yeah, saying like, that we have, listen, I'm not saying that we're just going to go blow $140,000. Well, that's the Mayo Media Network wrap-up party for this year? On, a, on the below deck yacht. We, we'd have to get some good advertising. But I think you get a break out of it for being on TV. But then you probably have to leave like a $50,000 tip as well on top of it. I think that's kind of how it works if you get you know decent service on the yacht for the crew. I mean, if we, we could pull our money together, if that's the one thing that we did in a year. We could, we could, do well, it, we could we? definitely do it. But again, if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I want to go on an actual yacht. They don't want you. They don't want Cam. You're going to rob them blind of their sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that we'd make very good TV either. No. <laughs> That's probably true, isn't it? Do you have a preference between Captain Lee and Captain Sandy? I'm on Team Captain Sandy, 100%. Really? I thought He's you would great. have enjoyed how gruff Captain Lee is. Yeah, Captain Lee's fine, but Sandy, I think, is both commanding, but also really engaging with her staff. And I, I think she's great. Like, she's the sort of captain you'd want to run through a wall for if you were a yachty. Okay. Let's get to uh, Jeff's team here. Minnesota mm. at the Chargers. Fine Bolt coming out this week, where Jeff will have this in depth breakdown on the Chargers. Love if he ever, could ever get his hands on the press conferences, they're favored by two. I'm, and- I'm- they're favored by two and a half at home. 52 is the over under. I am taking Minnesota in this game because almost like Minnesota last, these two teams just come down to field goals at the end of every single game. So just give me the points. Easy. Yeah, I'll go to let Jeff have the stage. I'm taking the Vikings to road dome. I like the Vikings. I mean, you're bright. Both teams are really close. The Vikings on the teaser over the touchdown feels like they haven't been in a game that doesn't go to the final two minutes or maybe even the final play. I was at a game versus the Vikings a couple years ago in the soccer stadium, and that was like 88% Viking fans. So I'm not going to make the same jokes I made about like Mary from Ohio. I don't know. I can only hope maybe Viking fan is really demoralized and doesn't want to go to the game, but I feel like Viking fan that lives in LA probably already bought their tickets and they'll just go to even see SoFi is enough reason to go. The Vikings do feel like a dead fish. Granted, I forget. It might've been Atlanta who you mentioned earlier, Pat, in that final playoff seed. It seems like there's six or seven teams that are going to 
technically standings wise competing for that one seventh seed um, playoff spot that the top six feel very much accounted for in the NFC. The Vikings are going to hit that field. The crowd's going to be 85% for them and they're going to probably get really fired up. I suspect they have one more like big punch in them before they really do fold. Like if you're playing the Vikings next week and they happen to lose this game, you're probably going to play a dead fish. I still think this is a team with life and they don't, this is a bad matchup for the chargers. The chargers. I didn't get to see the Monday presser. (laughs) And if you're not going to give it to me, you should at least give me a goddamn full transcript. But in the blurbs that I have gotten, which are set below satisfactory and they don't satisfy my soul and my needs. I don't know that we're going to get healthier at corner this week. In fact, we might even gotten um, worse off at corner because our like fifth corner tore his ACL. Chris Harris is might be the number one corner on our depth chart healthy right now. He got exposed last week by Devontae Smith in the sense that Chris Harris is, is near the twilight of his career. He plays a very good, not what it used to be, but slot corner, but you get him in certain situations and the Vikings with that running game and those receivers, they could keep the ball for eight and a half minutes. So can Justin go win it again for us? I guess that's what we're going to need. Finally, though, guys, I will close on this. Might have been the best special teams chargers game in like five years. And that comes with a missed extra point. (laughs) We were moving the ball. Like we, every time where we, give up or get penalized 10 yards on kicks the other team's making 10 or 15 we were on the plus side of everything in that andre roberts and hopkins have really maybe been core special teamers that changed but we're so thin at corner and that takes away even the guys that are special teamers so that is a big concern and i even bring insight to the beat reporters Because something I would like the coach to know on a press conference that I would like to watch, something that I thought for myself, the last five touchdowns the Chargers have scored, friends, the last five of them, the one to go up 7-0 versus the Patriots, the one to go up 14-7 versus the Patriots, the one to go up 7-0 versus the Eagles, the one to go up 17-10 versus the Eagles, the one to go up 24-17 versus the Eagles. Our last five touchdowns. We've given up a touchdown right away. Like, our run defense sucks. Make a hold. God forbid. Would that fucking kill you? Get a little separation in the scoreboard. Then they can't nickel and dime us with a thousand cuts of four-yard runs. So I need to know Coach's thoughts on five straight, five touchdowns, our last five, being instantly answered. This is like a, a baseball fan you score runs. You got it. That pitcher's got to go out there and give you a donut and get you back in the dugout. And I will end officially on this, changing the note. To, for the Blue Jays to have two of the final three American League AL MVP votes and not make the playoffs, I don't know that I'll ever be in a position healthy enough to get over it. I just don't want to talk about it ever again. I've literally put in my group chat, we're never going to discuss this. We had two of the three AL MVP candidates and a team with 88 wins just won the goddamn World Series 
and we didn't even get in the tournament. I haven't really been watching much baseball. Who were the two guys? Jimmy Key and Dave Steeb? No, it was, all, it was all a rude. Oh, it was John. It was Vladdy and, and Simeon. You probably never even heard of Simeon. You uh, only know Vladdy because uh, uh, please, as a finalist for baseball writer of the year as late as 2014. Of course, I know who multi-position Trevor Simeon is. Oakland A's legend on my fantasy team that I could start at middle infielder and continue. How to write. condescending of Jeff to assume you didn't know who he was. No, I don't know. Yeah, and, I and crazy. I guess Pat. Pat was. Was he still doing baseball when I met him? I first maybe, year in fantasy, I, I still did baseball. Then I dropped it for golf. Okay, yeah. So you took an oversaturated, boring, and you said there's not enough people doing this, and we're doing something fun. Yeah, so that for, worked out. I think I, I kept the same demo. I just moved to a different sport. Oh my! Yeah, I didn't mean to uh, to insult your baseball, but yeah, it was Marcus Simeon and Vladdy, and Otani's going to win it. Although, yeah, whatever. I don't care about winning that award. I just so are you? Well, you're not going to because Otani had one of the best years of foot in baseball. No, I'm, I don't care about. Why are you it? complaining I, about this on a football show? We're going. I'm not complaining. I'm just Jeff. saying I don't know. We're going to get complaints so much, and you're going to fight with people in the YouTube comments about those complaints, and that's just where this is going. No, I don't. I don't. That's not going to happen. Um, uh-huh. I guess uh-huh. the Chargers are going to win. Herbert will just have to lead us to victory. I don't know what could possibly happen, though, that we'll be able to contain Dalvin Cook. It is... God, I forgot about this. I have a wedding on Sunday. Throw yourself down the stairs. No, it's my friend, and I'm really excited, and he watches the show, so I don't want to say anything, like, way out of line. (laughs) Well, then, you know what? Discretion is the better part of valor. No, but I'm just going to put it out there. Like I mentioned last week that I went to the Charger game and even like before they lost, like even when they were winning or tied, I I couldn't enjoy myself. And I'm mad at that because I go to a game so few, I should just be able to enjoy myself. This is another example of me as a flawed human in that I haven't been at a, like, yeah, weddings are, they're, they're boring. Like overall, I don't, I've been to enough. I'm, we're like this is my last friend to get married so we're like we're done here other than second weddings and i guess that'll come happen because divorces i'm sure will come in the 40s you can't skip the horror jeff then no i just want to say that but i'm excited because a this is my best friends and as like a large group because some people didn't come to vegas and we didn't go to vegas with wives like in this group with the, my best friends in the world like we have not hung out in a group that will be this large in a long time. So that's really nice and something that like, I am kind of looking forward to, but I can't allow, I want to be able to allow myself to just have a nice night. And who cares if I miss some plays, like who cares if they win or lose, like you're going to do something you haven't done in a really long time with people you like that should be able to like make you not care, but I can't not care. I'm I'm flawed. I'm flawed. The issue Deeply. is that even if you say like, "Hey, I'll watch the game later," you might not even be able to find the game on the internet because it's the Chargers. <laughs> no, I actually know how to do that. I actually know how to do that, and I could get the game up without. No, no, I am too. People will just no that that my listen, brand is listen, too listen, strong. I, even I, in real I, life. I got married. 
and Cody was streaming UFC whatever it was on his phone at the table. I didn't care. No, and I even said to my wife, like, because the ceremony and then cocktails, it's like boring and the slow part of the night. It's like, that's rude. It's the ceremony. That's like the actual wedding. And my wife's like, listen, these are your friends. Like, it's your (laughs) friend getting married. So you can do whatever you want, but acknowledge like it's rude and it's not right. And I'm like, you're right. Like, I know this isn't like an event I'm dreading. I throwing myself down the stairs has not even been a thought. The thought has been more like, why can't I just normally enjoy this? Because you're the crazy person on the show. QED. I I can, I'm so, I'm the, you know what poll I'll win? Between me and you, who's more self-aware? That's the poll I'll win. Okay, if you say so. You're the guy you're who not, was you're you're the you're guy self-aware. Who, you were the guy you're who just thought that his Bluetooth was hacked. It is. And then <laughs> I don't want to go back to it. Do you know why you're given such a hard time? Like, really, the 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 if you had more self-awareness, it'd be so much harder to give you a hard time about lots of things. I don't follow. Exactly. <laughs> You don't fault like it's because in my like group chat, it's our friend that is the least self-aware who we make fun of the most because it is in that lack of self-awareness where there is so much humor. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm the unself-aware person in my group chats or anything. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Maybe that shows your lack of self-awareness. I guess. Okay. You know, whatever. And I guess that probably needs to be soft too, right? Cause that's, that's what we're doing these days. Well, no, I don't think that makes you soft. There's just a, I mean, we went through the entire list of things that makes you soft. Why don't you ask the other people who take a poll with the people in these group chats about who's the least self-aware. I guarantee no, they're you- all against me. Ah, yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Everyone is against you. Isn't that the case? So yeah, you can stream the game live from there, Jeff. I mean, that's not no, the I end could. of the world. I, I, get I, it. I, I, I want to give a special shout out because I've been to probably like three or four Jewish weddings now. And I was I didn't probably go to one until I was like 28 or something like that. I was blown away. Like after the cocktail hour, after the ceremony, like when we're getting ready for the reception, it is like a fucking college football game. There's like jock jams playing. People are fucking firing out of the hole, coming out. Everyone's dancing. I was like, what in God's name is going on? It really overwhelmed me the first time I saw it. Yeah, that can happen. There's some people that like to get like tossed and I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're up it's on the chairs. Really People are doing this thing. like they're licking, and I'm like, I don't like being touched all that much. So, it was, And I'll be honest, really I weird. am not. It's also, like, maybe not something to brag about. I don't really participate in the horror. Oh, Jeff. I don't want to get, I don't want to be a mess. It's way too early in the evening for me to be, like, a lot, a lot of sweat. mess. Yeah, a lot of sweat. That, that's a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of upper body yeah, Maybe that's uh, why, maybe that's why Tim is lifting him. now, so he can go and be, like, a dummy person who comes in and gives you the lift. No, I got a move where, like, I'll, like, uh, find my way in a close spot. I'll have the camera find me, and then I'm quickly bailing. I like it. Smart. Very aware keeping up appearances i like it yeah perception is reality yep in essay is Persephone. so you're taking uh, the chargers here 
Yeah, I really don't have a good feeling about this game. Like Justin Herbert is going to have to answer eight-minute Viking drives with three-minute Charger touchdown drives. Uh, here's a fun one. Panthers at Arizona. We don't know if Darnold is playing. We don't know if Kyler is playing. But the Cardinals, either way, are favored by 10 points. Um, Cardinals is who I'm going to take. Tim. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this game, and I'm not going to monologize about it either. I, I, I think it's the Cardinals or don't play the board. Jeff. I've bet every big favorite. No, I took Detroit, but and, and, I'm you, taking... and you took Washington. Oh yeah, that's right. So good. Yeah. I can take the Cardinals uh, here. Last week was the first time of the season. I think on this show, I picked up against Carolina. Uh, I, I don't know. That is. It's really hard to make sense of what is going on, but it's not well coached. If you actually watch it, it's worse than you could imagine. It could be going. Give me Arizona. All right. So round of Arizona for the three of us. The coin is on Carolina. We can kind of fly through this next game too. It is the Eagles at Denver. This is a tricky situation for me because Denver, of course, is favored by three at home and 44 is the total, which it has to be because these two are the same teams just in this separate conference. <laughs> these are the two teams that I've been using as my example all year long. Now they're playing each other. So can I bet tie? Can that work? I guess that would mean I would take Philly, but... You can, but I think, I mean, they don't have many common opponents, but Dallas destroyed Philly and the Broncos destroyed Dallas. I think that the Broncos should be three and a half point favorites. So there's a tiny bit of value on Denver, and that's the way I would play this game. If you consult the overall PFF grades that I'm looking at right now, would it surprise you to learn that Philadelphia is 15th and Denver is 16th? I'm not shocked to hear that they're close to one another, but I am surprised to hear Philadelphia is better ranked because Philadelphia has been just so putrid in so many games that I, and, they, and they're also being boosted by absolutely destroying teams in week one and week four, right? Like two terrible teams. So uh, I don't know. I, I think that's inflated. I, I think Denver is the better team. It's at mile high. I'm going to take Denver. Yeah, the, inflated. Uh, I would say I don't really understand what you could think is inflated. Firstly, Denver last week was a one and a half point favorite. Now, now, what did you say the number was? The full full three? No, I said Philadelphia being ranked above uh, Denver in the PFF rank seems a bit inflated. No, uh, Philadelphia is way better than Denver. Denver lost Ooh. to Denver isn't good. Denver just had a huge win last week. The Eagles have been getting a bit better better. The Eagles have been like they've just had a run of games versus Cowboys, Chiefs, Bucks, Raiders, Chargers. Like I don't their records could be similar. I actually don't think they're the same team. Like in the same class, I think um they can make things happen with Hurts who I was really impressed with and I'm telling you the Chargers were trying to not let him run for the first downs. There's just nothing they can do. I thought there was some holding on some plays, but that's see, it's okay to like complain about holding as a fan of football. That's just like fans complaining, but it's when you get like the insanity refing, like we saw on Monday this week, that's when like, that's when it's really like well beyond just fans um, complaining about officials. That being said, the Eagles 
I don't know. They're trending in in the right direction. Give me the Eagles. This could be super lock. Uh, I, I mean, don't think these teams are nearly as equal as um, the records tell us they are uh, or not. I mean, the three and six Eagles, the five and four Broncos. I think these teams are about as equal as you can get. And since this game is not a pick 'em, I will just take Philly plus three. Uh, this this just reeks of coming down to a field goal. Like push it worst. Do your worst, Denver. Maybe they'll run all over them because Eagles have no run defense to speak of. Maybe they'll just do the exact same thing that they did to Dallas last week. But De- Denver sucks at tackling. And that's a real problem when you have someone like Hertz who is just going to evade a pass rush and then he's off to the races. This feels like a 80-plus yard Jalen Hurts rushing game. So we'll see about it. The coin is going Denver with Tim. Seattle's at Green Bay. Russell Wilson might be playing quarterback for Seattle. Aaron Rodgers might be playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Or both of them might not be playing. That said, they do have a spread. It's three and a half Packers right now. 49 is the over-under. Even without Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay improved to 8-1 and against the spread. Seahawks, 5-3. and There's rumors that they might sign Beckham. I haven't seen anything about that yet, but... I, how healthy can Russell Wilson be? I know he had that like magic water that cured his concussions a while ago. Does he have like You've stolen mag- my line? He has magic powder that he rubs <laughs> on his broken fingers and like they're magically healed. Like, yeah, see, you've stolen my line. I had it written down here that uh, this Russell Wilson is living proof of the value of his uh, healing water. Uh, I love Seattle in this game. I have to be honest with you. I think what Rodgers has done could absolutely spike this season for Green Bay. And I mean, like, really, like, tailspin it. That's how bad I think things could Why, be Why, though? Because doesn't this feel like Aaron Rodgers comes out and throws 30 touchdowns in this game? No, I don't think so at all. I, I think the Seahawks win the game, and uh, I'm going to tease them up. Seahawks are probably my super luck as we're looking at it. <clears throat> I don't think they're afraid at all of coming into Lambeau. And, and the Packers, yeah, they covered last week. They scored seven points. That offense couldn't have been more in, incompetent. I just don't see the value on Green Bay at all. I think that team could be leaking some oil and has been put into an awkward circumstance. And I'm going to take what the Seahawks have and what the and, and Russell Wilson being good enough to play and, and feel pretty good about it. I like Seattle. Uh, I like Seattle in this game. I don't love the game. It's not in a contention for super lock. Um, I kind of see what Tim is saying that maybe there's a dip here from the Packers based on last week. I'm also worried. It goes the not worried, but I very much believe it's equally as probable that it goes the other way. And Aaron like in lock unlocks that part of himself, like Brooks Kepka in a major now, like he has his, well, we know he doesn't talk to his parents, but like he has his dad died, Brett Favre kind of like game sort of in this moment where all the attention in the world is going to be on him. If someone wanted to make some insane exotic Rogers outline touchdown prop, like I could see the way that it works out because that's how vindictive souls operate. That being said, I'm taking Seattle. The events of Aaron Rodgers and a lot of things though, recently, it just shines a spotlight to me, Pat on on why an operation like yours here can be so successful. A couple idiots, crazy people, one self-aware, one not, talking football games, um, 
on this network, like all your other shows, because all these guys, like at the top of the media chain, they all suck and they don't know anything. They're able to break a trade. That's all they have on you is an ability to break a trade. Who gives a shit? You'll get that trade information on a platform. But all I know is all off season, before the, 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 the assault allegations came out, they flooded our ears with what a great guy Deshaun Watson was, that we should take his trade request seriously because of what a great guy he was. Even if he signed his contract after the Hopkins trade with an owner that we knew the history of the McNair family. All they did was fire Bill O'Brien, who we all considered an idiot, and hired a guy from the Patriots organization, whom for the most part people, well, respect. And I know they got their weird preacher thing going on in Houston, but it's not like the situation was worse after he signed his contract than before. It was, it was probably even better. But we were told he's such a great guy. But then the other shoe drops because they don't know anything. All freaking summer, I watch these shows. They all come on, these top, top insiders. And I'm not blaming the hosts. I like the hosts. Your Eisens and your Patricks, what have you. But all summer, we got told how smart Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers went to Cal, people. He is so much smarter than us, and we have to give his concerns so much more respect because of how smart he is. It's not fucking smart. I don't even care to agree or disagree, but how he went to share his opinion is probably as dumb as I've ever seen anybody. Um, so, yeah, that's all I'll use my time on this game to say is, is they suck. And that's why things uh, ventures like yours and others can be successful because those guys don't know fucking anything. All they're able to do is break a trade and that's a valuable asset. And it's going to get you 3 million followers, but that's all you got. Like in terms of being able to, to, to tell us anything we don't know. Cause we're all watching the games, pal. Feel like Rogers with that McAfee interview was just trying to troll everyone as much as possible. Yeah, Cause he's so smart. But I, I listen. If he was so stupid, he would have come out today and basically, after he lost the first sponsor and State Farm stood by him, someone just sat him down. And was like, "Listen, Aaron, here's what you got to say." And he was like, "Yeah, okay, I see it now." And he came out and said, "Maybe he he apologized for misleading people, and he's going to try to put this behind him." And when he goes out and wins this game by like 28 points, no one's going to give a shit anymore. They're just yeah, I agree. And you'll hit your line Rogers win, four touchdown passes. Win, winning, being an athlete. And it's not like he's in any sort of legal trouble or anything like that. He might face punishments from the NFL, but I'm pretty sure that if anyone's going to face punishment from the NFL, it's probably the Packers organization and not no. him. And I do what selfish jerk. Yeah. And let his team down. And that's the key. They threw away a game. They would have won by what? 14 points, 17 points last week because of his selfishness and his, uh, and his deception. And, I am of the opinion that that's going to matter. And I mean, you guys don't think it is going to matter, but I think it's going to matter. I pick Seattle. I'm not sure if it's going to matter. I'm saying is it might matter, but it's got just as just as good of a chance as flipping the other way. Like okay. Rogers motivating himself. Like when Rogers wants to F you the world, that seems like historically when he's good, like plays at the Supreme levels. So I think that also was coming off coronavirus, which can really affect your body. And I don't expect him to come back from coronavirus and just play as if nothing happened. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe. 
And I'm just here to say I'm more disappointed in like the I don't I don't want to just say stupid talking points, but like in all the fake news and the loser media that I am in Aaron Rodgers, who I'm disappointed in Aaron Rodgers to a certain minor extent. But I think a lot of it's been overblown. The media were also the people that like choose not to question when he said that statement about the uh, they just took it, you know, OK, whatever. Um, I think it's definitely been overblown, though. And I could see, you know, I didn't really see the comments today. So I feel bad if I said something and he's fully like walked something back. He hasn't, he hasn't really walked it back. I I think, I think that he realized that his PR people told him, was like, man, I know you normally come (laughs) off like sort of as an arrogant jerk. He kind of came off like as a prick in this one. Maybe you try to like do some damage control here. he, He could be diminished coming off of a case of COVID. He might not be. I don't know. But what I do know is that Russell Wilson broke like his fucking hand three weeks ago, needed to go on IR, get pins in it, get surgery. And he's back like three weeks before anyone thought he was going to be back. I feel like that might be more of a detriment here than Rogers coming. Maybe off he feels like Wolverine. We'll go to the Sunday night game. Cause this one's a big implications for old Jeffrey Feinberg. As we have the chiefs at Vegas. I have it written down that the chiefs are 2.4 point dogs at home. They're actually 2.5 point dogs at home 51 and a half is the over under i mean the chiefs gotta win but i'm picking the raiders to cover this game the raiders have been pretty good in prime time tim they sure have i'm teasing oakland up i think they're gonna win the game when them when does the heat go too far jeff on the chiefs being bad or do people still not believe like they're are people still believing that, like, hey, they're going to turn it around and win the Super Bowl? Or has it the pendulum switch shifted the complete opposite direction? Like, oh, they're no good. I think it shifted this week. Okay. Um, I am still very much afraid of them. I consider them as a team in this AFC West race. They're the team I fear the most. It probably should be the Raiders. The rosters, the stats say it should be the Raiders. I'm just like, we're in week nine. They're part of this like 13 team AFC smorgasbord and they haven't played their best football yet. Are they capable of it? The team that wins, a, there's the Super Bowl, just like Tampa last year. They will play the team that wins the Super Bowl has not played their best football of the year yet. This is like an evergreen thing with football. So they're almost right in it, and they haven't peaked yet. They haven't even gotten close to getting hot. So maybe they can peak at the right time. I'm one of these people, like, they need to have their head cut off. They, I, I'm, I'm a negative person, I guess, but they need to have their head cut off before I believe that they are done. They need to do the little things better. I know they're capable of doing the incredible They need to do the basic things in football better. I think there's good enough players on that team to figure it out. I don't know. Maybe I'm just keep picking them on the show. Although we were on the, I was on, uh, oh, I had them last week. That's not a fair game, but I was on the Giants plus the points, but I'm picking them here. Maybe because I just want to say when they do figure it out that like I wasn't calling for them dead uh, as dead. Um, But yeah, I'm going to pick them here. Their game back of the division, a game and a half because the Chargers have a head-to-head. 
I think about well, them they're, too they're, much they're, for they're, a team. They're, they're a half game back of the division, so a full game back. They're, they're five and four. The Chargers are five and three. Yes, but if we tied, the Chargers would still own it. If you tied the Chargers, yes. If, if yes, that's all. So I'm saying, like from official standings, but yes, they are a game back because being tied yeah. after week ten, they're like you could say we're tied. Like that tiebreakers aren't really in play yet, and they could still control it with another head to head. So you're right. I'm happy to say they're a game back. They're right in it. I'm not counting them off. I have more confidence that they are standing and are going to be a problem for me in December than the Raiders are. That could be my, um, I, that's just me being naive, but that's where I stand. Give me the chiefs in a game. I'll bring it up again. I'm not really thrilled. I'm going to miss because of this wedding Jews and Sunday night weddings. Oh. It's a tough one for uh, Monday morning workers, but yeah, that, that was another thing that always threw me off was the Sunday night wedding. I was like, huh, how about this? Well, because they can't, we can't, can't have it on, the Sabbath. on Shabbat. Yeah, you can't have it on the Sabbath. But I had my wedding. There's like a few Saturdays a year that like it, it can work for. I remember I, I needed a Saturday wedding. But why not Friday night then? Because that's when Shabbat starts. Yeah, no, you can't do that's like, yeah, no. The ra- You can't get anyone to marry you. A rabbi won't marry you on Friday. No, of night. course not. Of course not. But there are some Jews that do like Thursday night like weddings. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, then you would only have to skip Baltimore and Miami. That wouldn't sound so bad. No, I wouldn't mind mind that. I'm actually really trusting if this was a wedding nice. and company I wasn't excited to be around, these would be the sort of nights where I like moments where I would consider throwing myself down the stairs. <laughs> uh well, here's one thing that I mean the chair the Chiefs are favored by two and a half in this game. And I do think that people chasing their losses will go to the Chiefs in this spot. Just looking at the AFC West division odds right now, the Chargers are the favorite. They're plus 130. The Chiefs are plus 160. The Raiders are five and a half and the Broncos are seven to one. These are all teams with five wins. All four of those teams have exactly the same amount of wins. So that's telling you how- And I asked you last week this that question and Broncos were like 15 to one last week. You no, know, we didn't think they would beat Dallas. We just thought they would cover against Dallas. Yeah, so that sort of flipped it for them. The Chargers and Broncos haven't played at all yet and the Raiders and Chiefs still have two. So this is the first of two um, for them. Monday night football, Rams in San Francisco. I shall make this one pretty quick as well. I'm taking the Niners, who are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home in this game. 48-and-a-half is the over-under. Once again, this line makes absolutely no sense to me, so I'll just take the stupid side of the line and take the Niners three-and-a-half. Tim? I'll tease up San Francisco in the last part of the teaser. I like San Francisco on the money line. I think they are front seven can do exactly what Tennessee did to the Rams, which is to distract and disturb uh, the passing rhythm that Stafford has. That's the most effective way to beat a Sean McVay offense. Uh, in big in the biggest games, that's how teams have stopped them over and over. And San Francisco has the horses to do so. So I like the Niners here. Jeff. This is going to be a really close game. And the amount of money on the Rams in this game, it will probably be the most it's a primetime game that I expect to be the most lopsided betting game of the week. The Rams off that loss, the four people took a bath on the 49ers. Like they assume no Kyler, like that was free. Um, no one's going to want to touch them. If there's reverse line movement in this one, uh, I'll, I'll stuff the 49ers good. But yeah, Mike Meme. 
I don't like for a game that's supposed to be all very public one side, in my opinion. All three of us are trying to, well, you guys aren't considering that, but I find it weird that we're all going to be on the side I consider the hyper not public side. But yeah, give me the 49ers as well. And I expect the spread to move in our favor. Super locks for week number 10. Again, I'm eight and one. Congratulations, Pat. It's very good work. Jeff is six and three. That's also very good work. Tim has rallied back to B. He got back to 500, then dropped back below. He's four and five now. I'm going with the Saints plus three as my super lock. Jeff, who are you going with? Tim, you go first. Seahawks plus three in the hook. Plus three and a half. Jeff. I'm going to take Philly. I was really impressed by them. I watched that game last week. If Jalen Hurts could have hit some wide open receivers, Chargers be done. Um, yeah, I, I think Denver's really bad and really overrated off a win that that screwed a lot of people. I think so, Philly. So to recap your free money tease, six and a half point tease this week, Tim. Indy minus three and a half. Pittsburgh minus one and a half. Seattle plus ten. San Francisco plus ten. And Vegas plus nine. Is that correct? You got it. Bet the farm, win three and a half farms. All right. One more win, and I think you're out of the hole monetarily. Yep, and we still have Thanksgiving coming, and I never miss a Thanksgiving. So. You are two and seven lifetime on this show. Yeah, but I had one weekend where I hit both ends of the Thanksgiving tees. Yeah, and you're still two and seven. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm already doing my Thanksgiving research. Are you? Who's playing on Well, the lines are on DraftKings Sportsbook already. So are I've they? Been, uh, the, yeah, su- they are. the super advanced lines? For the what are three the games? Bears, Lions, Raiders, Cowboys, Bills, Saints. Okay. I mean, whatever. Who cares about that first one? But I, I can dig it. You could tell me that the Lions and Bears play every Thanksgiving, and I would believe you. They rarely switch it up, but that is the, the definite majority Lion game. I they used feel. to get the Packers all the time on Thanksgiving, but that's less light, less often now. Like, I remember we were making fun of Trubisky for, like, sliding when he had the sticks a couple then years ago. a couple ago. years ago, we had the Vikings and the Lions, like, twice in a row. Wait, remember, they had yeah, the, I we just had the remember Bills, being in Bills, college. Was it Bills and Cowboys? We had yeah. Bills, Cowboys, we, we had Chargers, Cowboys. Chargers, Cowboys. The Chargers, sorry, the Cowboys games always got the better opponent. Panther, remember that Panthers, Cowboys that paid for, for, for Christmas for oh, people? Yeah. I was yeah. chatting about that this weekend. Yeah, we were. Just had, I think that was that was the single biggest bet that I had ever placed on football was on that game to that point. Yeah, maybe. And you literally said, go pay for the holidays. Bet this game. Never it's had, fun no, when it works that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I won a lot of money on the Chargers last week. Uh, that was a bigger bet that I had on Carolina. And yeah, just... and I want to say, I don't know whether it was on this one or Fine Bolt, but I did put it out there that the plan was to pay off the U.S. visa on the Chargers last week. So that was a freaking sweat. But we got there, baby. Woo! And, oh, we should put this in the show. You want to talk about a free roll? Guy across the street from me, not doesn't person live there, but... If you park across the street from me, like where I back out from my driveway, that's an illegal parking spot. But people park there because the guy runs like a dog grooming service out of his house across the street. So there's a lot of pickup drop off. I backed out of my driveway. It was probably my first or second day back from vacation where I had lots of room backing out and in my minivan rental. So just a different vibe, even though I'm back in my old car. I, I roll right into the car that's parked there. 
Okay. Like I think I crunched it. I'm like, shit, F shit, F like all that Hideki money. I just lost on the Vikings versus the Cowboys. Like uh, I pissed that money away. Like I got to pay something now in my own pocket. Long story short, I look at it. There's not a scratch. I literally feel like I won like 3000 bucks. Like I'm feeling like I hit a huge parlay. Like, w- would you have to pay damages? I mean, I'm not an insurance agent. If someone is illegally parked, when it's a parked car, it is 50 50. Yeah, that's not how it Yeah, I'm not but... sure. <laughs> but know. I'm one of those people that would be like, just let me know what it costs. I don't want to deal with insurance. I'll probably just pay you. I don't know how Although that would maybe work. if it's really bad, like, don't you just save insurance for when it's really bad? I guess it depends. Uh, there's something to do with deductibles. I have no idea how any of this stuff. I works. guess. I don't know. Maybe I just, yeah. I grew up in a house where, like, can we pay it off instead of dealing with insurance? That might be the better move. But I guess it depends how bad you re- Like, if you really screw up, that's what insurance is for. Yeah. And you need to have the cash to pay for that stuff, too. Yes. Yes. I guess. If you want to pay someone off, you actually have to be able to. <laughs> it yeah you're right but nonetheless that feeling like i can't explain jeff like, too rich. i can't explain the feeling it probably felt like what lifting felt like <laughs> seeing no damage <laughs> the same endorphins from oh but i was flying over my head i was firing time. i was like i didn't do this but like for a moment i'm like i could make a huge bet tonight and it could lose and i think i my mentally i'd still be at even um, but I'm smarter than that. Like those were older degenerate habits where I'm like, no, like we don't need to do that. I get enough enjoyment out of games. Like you realize like I could put X on the game, but I really get just as into it putting Y on the game. So let's just put Y on the game. Like we don't need X. I like that. It's I mean, that, that's mostly how I am most of the time too. I have like the amount that I want to bet that, you know, it's, it, it, it gets the juices going. It doesn't need to be every cent that I own at yeah. the same time. And I could bet more, but I've noticed like when I bet more, I don't like it's the same juices. So let's just, I'm just here for the juice. We're having a good time. Do it responsibly. I don't know. It's my advice. Yeah. Good advice to have. Jeff Feinberg. You can follow him on Twitter at gfeinberg17 and watch Feinbolt on the Mayo Media Network. Plus, you can check out all of his golf content at Odds Checker. He's like shilling other places now. I I recommend that you use DraftKings Sportsbook whenever possible. If you follow Jeff, he might tell you somewhere else. Who knows? I also want to thank Paul and the Coin and Tim Andacust. Tim Andacust. That's not my name. Jeff, did you know that we went back to that restaurant where the waiter recognized him last weekend? And they Paul tried to order a rye and Diet Coke, but the only Diet Coke on the premises was exclusively reserved for Tim Andercast. There it is. Tim must have it been was smiling. A fan, it was it was a, it arrived in a champagne bucket. Oh, it was amazing. I'm so happy for you because I know how happy it would make you. It was, I was beaming ear to ear. It was, again, a marvelous gesture. And we know the guy who, who works there is listening and we say thank you yet again. It was, uh, it was you're, you're too kind. Might invite him to come watch Football Sunday with us. I think that's may have to might. happen. May that, have to happen. That might, and then he'll never want to listen to the show again after hearing us fight for eight hours on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, just like watching this show and multiplied by four. Yeah.
but <laughs> far more offensive in tougher language. Which is really shocking at that point. Uh, who are you betting in golf, Jeff? Betting Reed and Brooks? Because I am. Uh, no, I'm betting Scott. I bet Kokrak. I'm betting Reed. I'm almost in this auto Reed situation through the like fall at least. Uh, and I could get suckered back into Hatton again on Bermuda. I'm not there on Brooks. I'm not there. People are running to people run to bet Brooks because he says he's hitting buckets of balls. No, he isn't. It, to me, it, that, it, the, the difference between this week and last week is Brooks is 30 to one in this field. He was 30 to one last week. And there were good guys last week. There's not really good guys this week. Yeah, I know. But I'm silly enough to believe like this is actually like preseason to Brooks. It, it was last time too. And like the, the last time if we start just taking these numbers, like we did in Phoenix, like he was a train wreck going into Phoenix this year. He's one. Yeah, but he was 50 and he'd won there. But, but people were saying he built this course or something. I, I know, he was like third here last year or something. Yeah, I think he helped design it. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, you're right. I guess this isn't like a Mexican vacation like last week. I don't know. I'd ra- I I think a guy like Hatton or Finau pop, as silly as that sounds, but like over Brooks if I'm in that range. All right. Well, for more golf content, you can check out the Pat Mayo Experience. Me and Andy Lack broke down the entire field, and the cheat sheet will be a part of the newsletter where you get this show a day early if you just subscribe to it. That's down in the description. Listeners League, sub to the channel, like the episode. We hope you had a good time. Want to thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.